0: Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And welcome to the Filmbusters Podcast. The film show with no filters, no prisoners taken, loads of disagreements, but one hell of a love for cinema.
1: If you want to hear three friends ridiculing each other for an hour or so regarding their taste in films,
2: then you have come to the right place. In each episode, one of the team picks a film for us to discuss. It could be anything from a recent cinema release to an all-time classic. So.
1: Strap in and get ready to get mad or get vindicated as we guide you through the murky world of being a film geek.
0: If you like what you hear, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram using FilmbustersPod. You can also find each of our individual accounts. I'm at
2: Filmbusters Paul. I'm at Filmbusters Adam. And I'm at Filmbusters Ben. If you want to use your eyes instead of your ears, you can also visit the website at filmbusterspod.co.uk.
1: And if busting makes you feel good, you can also support us at patreon.com forward slash filmbusters for exclusive content. Or shoot over and get some
0: groovy merchandise at society6.com forward slash filmbusters.
2: Alright, can we just get on with this now, please? Filmbusters. So I've got Corona. Oh, That's
1: right. What a shame. Yeah. What a way to start the new year, Paul.
0: I know. Exactly. I know. Luckily, i You mean to go on? I'm, I'm I'm coming out the other end of it. So,
1: I coming mean, out the other end on. of it, you've only Two had it for 24 in. hours. I know.
0: I know. But I've I've had a 24 hours of horribleness. Explain and, uh, your
1: symptoms for all to hear.
0: So I, so it started a tu- it's Tuesday. So this this say day one. I I started getting like <coughs> I kept going <coughs> like that. Hmm. And I was like, okay, something's coming, something's coming, I'm getting something.
1: Something wicked this way comes.
0: Yeah, it it came to uh, the evening of the first day and I was like, I'm definitely feeling like something's happening now. My body started to feel a bit like, ugh. Had the worst night's sleep leading into day two and I I I pretty much didn't sleep, I was just tossing and turning.
2: Tossing, you did. You were just
1: tossing, you mean
0: yes very good I, I thought I thought Adam would go there but not you Ben
1: <laughs> he, he kind of went there he went he there did, first he did, he
0: did. and um, so I had to go downstairs lay on the sofa because it was it, I just wasn't comfortable in bed and then had a whole day feeling like I had the worst hangover ever mm. my my skin felt prickly and horrible like I had fluey symptoms and then by the evening I was like no I'm going to come out the other side of this now and now I feel about 60% better.
2: Okay. So it is like when you get the vaccine and the jab, basically.
0: Yeah. That's basically what I felt like for most of the day yesterday. Like- well, the
2: vaccine surely just a bit of COVID in your body, isn't it? Like your body mm. gets a little bit of well, it.
0: that's and- it.
1: They, they stick it in so that your body has to fight it so you yeah. get the symptoms, essentially, of how you would be if you got yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's good that you're only getting the mild ones. Hopefully that means you got Omicron then. Omicron's the mild one, right? Yes. Delta's the yeah, one indeed. that's meant to really kick your ass. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Well, yes. and Zoe?
0: Zoe had the worst headache for the whole day. She was in such a bad way. She was like laying in the kitchen against the radiator because she just didn't know what to do with herself. Surely a radiator is oh. not a good place to lie against. No, because she was shivering. Out. Get the
2: chills. Oh, yeah, you, you
0: like you're like shivering, but you, you're cold, but you're hot at the same time. You just don't know what to do with yourself, and she had the yeah. worst headache, and she's like breaking down in tears most of the time because she didn't because she c- couldn't cope. Is with the
2: it. dog just thinking what the fuck's happened here?
0: Luckily, one of our neighbours has taken the dog. So we don't. We're not allowed to go out, are we? So can you not yeah.
2: go out for
1: a walk? No, no
0: you're not allowed. So I thought you could go out. The dogs, luckily,
1: I thought you could go walk. out at like one in the morning. Nope. Mm. So is it weird not having Memphis around?
0: Yeah, he's only gone this morning, so no, oh. hasn't been that long yet.
2: Why wouldn't you let me look after Memphis?
0: Because he'll be dead. Yeah, I'll exactly. take Memphis
2: and Woody off you. Ask a silly question, oh. you'll get a straight imagine answer. Giving,
0: imagine giving my son to Adam. Let yeah. him look off. you forget to feed him.
2: Well, he'd feed himself, wouldn't he? What do you feed a two-year-old? Peppers.
0: So he's this morning, he had toast with cashew butter on, and this oh, very good what jam. What a fucking hipster. This very good jam from, from France, which is like sugar-free. It's just basically the fruit pulverized. Oh, yeah. And he, he loves it. I have it on my toast as well. It's very nice.
2: That's good. mm you need to, the thing is, with jam, it's the cheaper the better, in my opinion. No, because then it's no, full no, of shit, yeah. yeah, but it's just full of sugar. You're
1: eating yeah. Hartleys, aren't you?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I get that preserve, mate. The one with that looks French, but isn't really French. They with just the stick red red label red top. the label on it with yeah, the italic <laughs> shit on the, on the font. Make it look more fancy than it really is. <laughs> well, good. We're glad that you
2: come through it very quickly. We've only not this recording. Hand. Yes. I
0: know. Lucky.
2: It's like fine today. If Especially you were gonna... after you cancelled it the last week as well. We would have done a whole extra week of films to throw in here. Well, COVID's COVID's thrown out the whole fucking schedule, isn't it? We were
1: meant to record this before Christmas, listeners. We're mm. recording this on on the day before New Year's Eve now. <laughs> New Year's Eve, Eve. Yes. When you hear yes. this, it will be twenty twenty two. So happy New Year to all of you people.
0: Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year, the filthy animals and and uh if you consider this the first episode of the year let's take this this moment in time very quickly to just uh explain something we're going to do in 2022 we've told our patrons but i don't think we've mentioned it to the listeners no, the Even casual listener if you'd like to know what we're going to do going forward we're slightly changing up the way that we do our rounds of film. so as you all know normally how it goes it's paul picks a film adam picks a film i pick a film and then one of our patrons usually has a film to pick We're going to start calling them rounds. And in each round, we are going to be dictated, for the most part, by the film one of our patrons picks in each round. And all of our selections will be from the year that that film came out. So our next episode, can we say? I guess we can, because it is the next episode. So our next episode, our first official episode of 2022, is Robocop. And we're going to be joined by Jamie Russell to discuss Robocop 1987. So what that means, dear listeners, is... Following that episode, Paul will pick a film from 1987 for us to discuss. So will Adam, and so will I. So four films from 1987, and then we reset the next round and pick a new year. We're always picking the same years, and I think it will be fun because it will it will force our hands to pick some films we might not otherwise mm. otherwise pick, yeah. uh, and it'll stop Adam picking everything from the last uh, three years as well. Yeah, just And just get all the, the safe glory bets.
0: Right at the top of the list.
1: I want something from like 1951. And I want Adam to have to pick something. I'm pretty sure Julio <laughs> yeah. will do it.
2: He pulled out Limelight, didn't he? So, True. Is that 51? If that's 51, you've got fucking well, good... no, memory. it was only... Well, it wasn't 51, but it was early, wasn't it? Well, no, it was 50, old. Fi- we, have 56. we have to check now.
1: 56, I'm saying. 50. 50. 50. It only came out... Tree 50. the 70s, Tree 50. I need about a tree 50.
2: It only came out in the 70s, though, didn't it?
0: Oh! Two Adam.
2: Oh, close. So close. So close. close. I mean, it was just the oldest film I thought we have done, so... Uh, is that the that, oldest film
1: we've done? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. i I mean, and let's not be silly now. We're not gonna start just picking old fucking years just for the sake of, of it, no. because it'd be very tough. I think it's gotta the, be natural. Best will in the world. If we went the
2: to only like thing 1927 with the old years well, and all did that, well, that wouldn't be good. Is it might be a quite a tough mm-hmm. if it's three episodes of a back to back of an old film? black and white it's going to be a t- it's not like a one-off it's going to be or well, four episodes respectively, isn't well, it so. this will, well
1: listen we'd be dictated by the state of play the idea we have no choice to, here th- th- really the reason we want to do it is to show a bit of texture in filmmaking because yeah. you can get so many different styles of film from the same fucking year and also commonalities as well which will be fun to explore anyway Absolutely. that's for you guys to, lo- to look forward to in the new year listeners and thanks Wonderful. for continuing to listen to can our nonsense and signing up and paying for us to twitch chat shit to you that's just the patrons the casualists don't give us nothing so we don't owe them anything
0: <laughs> <laughs> right so what are we doing today I'm going to You're show you this asking. is what I'm
1: going to what I'm going to do this is from the little cracker
0: this is this is that's this nice. especially for not Patron everyone's on camera viewers. remember
1: it's got my initials as well oh yeah sorry this, did this, you this put is the B on it so is, people knew it was yours shattering teeth
2: from the Very crackers is teeth. this the new Arnie now yeah he's yeah. got Alan Carr <laughs> with his massive mouth yeah it's just there. Alan
1: Carr's mouth <laughs> now
0: you chatting away down
1: there. Max isn't liking that.
0: No, I'm not liking it.
1: Sorry, it'll end there.
0: Right, so. so today we are doing our Best Films of 2021 episode. So we, you've all yeah. listened to it before, I hope. If not, then this is what we're doing. We're talking through our top ten favourite first-time watches of 2021. So that can be from any year, not just 2021. Then we, we, we run through that, take our turns. And then we're going to our... Honourable Mentions of 2021 which is basically our our top 11 to 20 of 2021 films released in 2021 and then we go on to our top 10 of 2021 films that are released in 2021
1: Incredible, what a great way of explaining it all (laughs) And
0: that's what we're doing
1: That's what we are doing, wonderful I look forward to hearing, and I'll tell you what this year, I've intentionally, for the most part, tried to avoid ever looking at any of you guys lists and stuff because i I want to hold out for for this end of year review year in review isn't it exciting i like this part because we're right at the end and we're going to start afresh in a couple of days there'll be some geeks out there that understand some little box geeks who get this this thrill of going into a a clean
2: clean year with nothing in there yet and you don't know if the first film you watch will still be there at the end or not
0: Adam don't do shit, so he, like... He just I know, I, I was actually
2: thinking of going cinema tomorrow or this evening after we'd done this record, and I'm thinking, oh, well, do I order wait next year so then it's already on my so next... it's
0: not even the new year yet, Adam.
2: I know, but I could go mm-hmm. and see The Matrix tonight, a 21 film, and it could be in my top film, but it's got to go into on, or we've got to go into first-time <laughs> well, watches next year. I, so oh,
1: I've... Uh, let's do a caveat up front. I have only one film that I'm yet to watch this year, and I know that we're going to be watching it on New Year's Eve tomorrow, and it's... it's uh, the third in the before, the, I think after sunset. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. That that film, and well, well, we'll talk about it later. But if if anything we watch in the next twenty four hours overrides our list, we'll have to record a little voice memo that Paul can add in. <laughs> or we just add it next year. <laughs> no, because no clean slate.
0: Adam don't follow the letterbox rules.
2: No, he doesn't. Yeah, but this is the film busters rule here, not we just off letterbox. We got we
0: got a, we got to also be ready for Adam to be saying some films in his honor, in his uh first time watches that are actually from 2021 (laughs) yeah that we've all got on our 2021 list
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
2: and to be (laughs) listing films that didn't come out in 2021 (laughs) well there is a couple of films that are on that line of 2020 but (laughs) well it's uk release
1: mate that's what it's about is uk release
2: it's
0: fine whatever whatever will be will be adam
2: Right. What will be Should
0: movie? we get straight into this? <laughs>
1: Let's do it. Nobody We've had enough waffle. Get. It's time to talk about films.
0: Let me d- let me just say one thing first. Actually, you can um, get exclusive video of this episode if you actually become a patron. Yes. Yeah. At wwwpatreoncom slash filmbusters <laughs> and you become a wonderful patron who gets exclusive episodes. You can feature on the podcast. You can you can uh, suggest have a films to there to uh, do yeah we got a wonderful gang we got the likes of Jamie Russell who's going to be featuring have. our first episode of
1: 2022 Jamie please alright the volume was down for the beginning of his soundbite
2: <laughs> you <laughs> caught Ben Afghan as well didn't no, we no. we just went into that bit We also have Steve it. from Movie Drone while Ben sorts out his um, thing my wife Is your wife now wife. Uh, we also have Julio from The Contrarians
1: my name is Julius close <laughs> close <laughs> <laughs> We have Katie and Oti from the For Your
0: Reference podcast.
3: Australia.
0: Very good.
2: Uh, we also have Phil Barantini, who directed Boiling Point.
3: Boris. Boris? British.
2: Yeah, British. So. Oh, British. Right. Uh, we also
1: have Nerd Revert from the land of Arkansas or America, which also has the state of...
0: California. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Is it my turn now?
2: Yeah, can you remember who who we're on to (laughs) now?
0: We also have Luke Human, our newest... Hello, cutie pie. He's a little cutie pie, he is. Yes,
2: our newest member of the gang. And we also have uh, Fiona Stewart. How are
1: you doing, old buddy? And finally, last but not least, we have the wonderful runner-up of our patron quiz of the year oh yes Sean Panda Nicholson howdy stranger there we go so a little greeting from Arnie for all of you that's the last time you'll ever hear him on this podcast is my vow to you as well who
2: are you getting the next one next year
1: well it's nothing to do with me it's just whoever wants to come in the studio isn't it (laughs) we'll have to see who who comes along it's actually Arnie Thanks for everything, Arnie. We appreciated it. You, uh, you were very funny the first time you appeared on on the podcast, and uh, <laughs> people may have thought they wanted more of you, but with every appearance, you got less and less funny to the point where it was like fucking he flogging a dead horse. Yes. I've got to
2: say, I
0: do I do really enjoy the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger during our reading of the patrons we have.
1: That bit works, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that bit works. It bit works, even if there are some tenuous connections that he makes when, when names are read out. Anyway, boys. His mind works in mysterious ways. It does. Uh right, shall we get to talking about films at long last? Let's yes, let's do, do it. Do
0: it! So we're gonna tackle this in the film muster's order we normally do, which is me, Adam and Ben. I think for our first time watches, we're just gonna read out our ten and then go on to the next person. Is that what we're
1: doing? Yeah, that's what yeah. Yeah. Ben smashing up the gaff. Yeah. So, That's such a British response. Whoopsie. I done never say whoopsie, never. <laughs> whoopsie. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> whoopsie. Because I wasn't sure what was happening.
0: So, i I'll tackle my number 10. Here we go. Yes. Yes. This is an episode we have done on the podcast. Ooh. And it is Bride of Reanimator.
1: Oh, oh yes. So, hang on, oh. remind me. Is that the second or the third? That's the second one. Second That's one. the
0: one where they, they put together the body. And it's the yeah. she's got all the gauze as her gown. Yeah, yeah, and and there's that little eyeball thing that runs around with, on fingers.
1: Yeah, it's very much a you film. And as there's we the, established.
0: Dog that, the dog that sh- <laughs> waves its hand. That's a human
1: arm. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, now that some time has passed, I don't I don't look back on that with any great disdain. It's just that that first one felt so good. Yeah, yeah. And then the second one went into that Evil Dead territory. I get it. I, I can see it. why you would love it so much though
0: Lovely But if you want to check that out We've done an episode on it Bride of Reanimator Is a few months ago We did now, a whole run of them
1: What was the name of our man? Can you remember? We knew his name I've forgotten it
0: What the guy who, From um, Reanimator the, Yeah the, What was his, his what was
1: the character's name?
3: Uh,
0: how? Terrible. Howard Herbert
1: Herbert Webb. This is terrible He was a big part of our May this year all May, all hey, we could hey. do was talk about this, man.
0: Herbert West. Her- Herbert West. At least. <laughs>
2: Fantastic Sounds name. Sounds like a fucking zero killer, Fred West. Dr. Herbert West.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, Herbert West, yeah. You filled our May right up. We had much love for you then, man. <laughs> Even with that terrible third one.
0: Yes, indeed. And then we go to my number nine. This is Baby Teeth. This was an early watch of, of oh, 2021.
2: Yeah. This was on my list until quite recently, and I think... I don't know if I've removed it or not. It might be on my list still. Well, don't reveal it now. Don't reveal your hand. But this, was, this
0: was a wonderful film. So heartbreaking. I, I cried think just dropped
2: eyes out. out towards the end. Yeah.
0: Cried my eyes out. Who cried at this film?
2: I didn't, I f- I didn't cry, but I, ha- I felt a I lot of emotion. I was right on
1: the brink. I was right on the brink. It's the Ben Mendelsohn scene at the end. We won't spoil it for anyone, but towards yes. the end, on the yeah. beach, that's... yes. yes.
0: We're, just just so everyone knows, we're not going to go into spoilers for any of these films, because no. we will ruin them no. for you. But, Particularly um, the
1: 2021 uh, releases, because really, we're aware that there may be a bunch that you guys haven't seen. So this, we haven't seen
2: them. Yes.
1: Mm. We'll mm. keep this entire thing spoiler-free. My yes.
2: best.
0: Yes.
1: Indeed. But Baby and, Teeth, I'm very glad that that's there, because that was a wonderful film. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Very lovely, just, very indie, and it's good that the indie films get their... Their, their appearances the on this top
2: ten list, absolutely. It was very, very close to my top... Probably like number 11 on my t- list. I love well. it.
0: And it's just so everyone knows, it's just about... Um, parents, basically, coming to terms with the fact that they're, they're... Is that actually... Do we... Do you know that for the whole time, that she's dying?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you would know pretty... Yeah. I didn't
0: want to say a spoiler, but I'm pretty sure you know the whole time. I think it's terminal. Yes.
2: I think it's terminal. And she's yes. a bit of a runaway, isn't she? She's like...
0: Mm. She's a, while, a bit of a wild child rebelling against this, her parents, and the idea of what's about Dying. to happen to her. And it's wonderful. Yeah. Very is sad.
1: Very sad. Very great performances. Uh, ben Mendelssohn is wonderful. Feels bad saying that because, like, what's her name? Eliza Scanlon is the mm. lead. Mm. But yeah, it's the relationship with Ben Mendelssohn that.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's where you're getting your, your heartfelt emotion from. Mm. That's why it resonates.
1: Great film. What are these, by the way, these two films that you've picked? What scores are they? Eight? Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll tell you when it gets to the nines. Okay. Number eight. Ben's not going to be happy.
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to not being happy for, with many of the, the picks from you two today. It's Paddington 2. <laughs> oh, that is bad, mate. That's, I can't believe you've done that.
0: I really enjoyed it.
1: I didn't. Was I, did, I wasn't so day, fond of the
0: first though. one, but I very much enjoyed the second one. I, I I just love all the 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 British actors in it. I think it's very. I just love the family element is it. To it. Full it's of very charm. nice. It's full British of charm. Just very nice. It's full of
1: bullshit. It's all bullshit.
0: It. It's bullshit. But it's whether you want to embrace that bullshit to be like, oh, that was quite nice.
1: I know, but why should we? Yeah, but that's like well, you could embrace a lot of things that are terrible if you just go. Yeah, yeah but you just need to embrace Be- it.
3: Ben,
0: it's, it's,
4: it's not like really, terrible. It's like certain. It? It's depth. not terrible. I'm just going to accept it. It's not it's like, not not like it is. It's yeah. terrible.
0: It's not like it, embracing the mass killings
1: of people by a bear. I'll tell you why I don't like it, and I'm, I'm saying this without all sort. Oh, there's two absolutely beautiful birds that have just landed on the telephone wire outside. Look at that,
0: look. That is the embodiment of Paddington 2 right there.
1: (laughs) Well, we never get them. And the way they go, lovely. Um, Look, exactly that, look. You just watch this film, it's there and it's gone. It's like, oh, that was nice. That's what the film would like. The reason that I don't like it is because it is just too twee too whimsical too saturated over overly sentimental and the thing is the first paddington was fine because it did that line it was like okay it's a thing about a bear all the people say oh it's about a bear what what do you expect it's just a, a little kids film fine the first paddington did that fine the second one laid it on so thick and i'm telling you that it is made by people i'm sure if it's not made by people who are Tories, then it appeals to people who are Tories most of all. Because everyone lives in the most expensive fucking houses. Everyone wears suits. Everyone talks like a Tory. Everyone acts like a he Tory. He lives in Paddington. Paddington Everything is, is a well-expensive area. Yes, exactly. And everyone everyone is whitewashed. Even the people of colour who are in the film are whitewashed. in Speaking very perfect uh, British they and all that. like white people. I couldn't that's, stand that's, it.
0: That's it, the point because the these people need to it. embrace the bear and they were very stuck up. And it's like this this little bear comes in and they make, them make their hearts warm.
1: I mean it was total, total crap. Absolute <laughs> absolute guff. And uh it, it's something I cannot just bring myself to enjoy just because because it, it's cute. The first one was cute, the second one was highly annoying.
0: I, I like this one better. Than it the first appealed, one. Do
1: you know what? It, 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 you can imagine Boris Johnson sitting down with his however many kids he's got and watching that film. That's that's it. Because there's nothing about it that even remotely offers offers a sense of humanity. I'm sure humanity he, I'm sure that he we enjoys Glenn
0: to. Gary, Glenn Ross as well. Cause he's like, oh, I love the business. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Uh, he, he wouldn't understand that, mate. He would not understand <laughs> it. Far too out of his element. Wow, I, could, I was not expecting Pennington too. Fuck that cunt. When we went out for. Um, <laughs> Uh, Jenny's birthday up in London we were walking the canals a little Venice up in London and there is a Paddington statue that yeah, was yeah, there outside right Paddington in the I had a nice picture you know of, of it punching there. Up. Uh,
2: yeah, it's, the, it's the one that's the velvet one underneath the bridge isn't it that's correct outside yeah it's the velvet yeah.
1: felt nice yeah. brought a stirred up animosity within me but I'm glad you enjoyed it
2: Did you go to the little Paddington shop in Paddington train station what do you think I went in there and bought my mum a Christmas decoration Got All the merchandise. bear Paddington has got his little sack of present that he's gonna give out to all the little children. But I'll tell
1: you this much. I ain't got a problem with Paddington. Paddington, fine. Paddington, it's the Paddington two movie I got a problem with. Paddington, so the cartoon the one. way back is fine. The first one was fine. I don't it's not particularly great. It's good. Would you see Paddington three if we No, were of to course not. I, absolutely like I. I wouldn't. Absolutely I wouldn't. I would the only I wish that I could be more articulate about why I don't like it, I. but I've almost whitewashed it from my memory. All I know is that I felt deep hatred for it when it ended because it felt so, just so sinister in its intentions. I was actually
2: going to watch it over sinister. Christmas but I never got around I to it. I think
1: so, because of how it was presented. <laughs> It didn't, it didn't feel it, it universal to me, man. It just is felt. It, just
2: like your, it sounds like your Evil Origin story. It's like.
1: No, oh, I hate <laughs> it. What went so wrong? much. Then so much.
2: Paddington 2 and went on I'll say
1: it now. There won't be a film I disagree with more on this entire <laughs> recording there there than you be. putting that everything on there. Everything else is fine, I'm sure. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> marvels you've got lined up, even that won't reach the Paddington <laughs> you 2. You've
2: just dropped him down, and now you can put in everything you want. Yeah. I think
0: everything else you'll be on board with. All
1: let right. right, let's, let's have it.
0: Okay, so number seven is well. This is very much going to be on board with Adam.
2: Kung Fury. Oh yes, what the thirty minute? Yeah, thirty
0: minute short. Wonderful. Great fun in Great fun. You haven't seen this, Ben, have you? Mm-mm. It's just, it's just absolutely ludicrous. Like, if think. it was anything
2: longer than a thirty minutes, I don't think it would work. But the fact it is so short, yeah. you just, you just, you just can ride with it for thirty minutes. Very easy.
0: Like for such a clearly yeah, go back like up. a low budget is it, it looks kung fu so well done
2: kung fu soldiers go back in time and kill hitler don't they
0: yeah pretty much
2: yeah <laughs> i mean how can ludicrous. you go
1: wrong with the concept yeah. i suppose
0: and it's just so like everything's just Ridiculous. green screen <laughs> it's just like is really it well, velocity past the really well. levels of uh no, it silliness is. it's or? got no, no. a
1: bit more of a production value
2: yeah, to yeah it's I'd got say. better
0: production value it's but not it's trying also... to be silly but it is really well done but it's silly
2: excellent Why did did you
1: bring that up Adam In the past You brought it up Because we were talking About something else
2: Best B-movies I think maybe Right Mm. Or it was one of the ones I maybe forgot On my B-movie list And someone else mentioned it Yeah uh well, if it's only I think someone minutes, else mentioned it and I completely forgot about it.
1: I'll I'll give it a whirl. I'm sure I said that when you added it in your last yeah. end of year <laughs> list of, a year ago. I would I do try and get round to these films that you put on your uh, know, end yeah. of year There's list. There's also so many on my watch list now. I forget why they've been added on there sometimes. I, I know, but basically everything you boys bring up today that I haven't seen I'll add to my watch list. Okay. As Next. my as my love letter to you. Thank you. And Number take six. it f- from my heart with love. In the generosity of spirit, it's intended as a friend to you. which He's is waffling, much more like at the end of the Paddington Two is what I'm trying to say. That's deep human connection. I'm trying okay, to give if you. I'm ever bring you're it ignoring back now, it in favor of Paddington if Two. If I'm ever going to bring it back now, just mute Ball.
0: It's now. My number six is Gaza.
1: Oh well, yes, of course, Gaza. Yeah, well, you, you can't go wrong. Yeah, yes, that brings it back.
0: <laughs> yes, that brings it back.
1: Can't joke about that either.
0: No, you can't joke about that. It's very serious.
1: What did you What do you think about that? Documentary.
0: Devastating. But it's like just see it just a an, an eye on the real people. Mm. Rather than just hearing news stories. It's like this is the people in this place and like what they're actually going through and they're still trying to live their lives for it all. And it's it's very beautiful, very sad. Wonderful.
1: Yes, it was very sad. Even though you know the story, very sad, because it Mm. takes,
3: uh,
1: because it focuses on those humans there that are so often just statistics and numbers and like, oh the poor Palestinians and that's all you hear, Mm. just collectively, Palestinians have died, Palestinians have died. It's kind of refreshing that like almost the first half or two thirds of the documentary is more about just living with them and seeing what they're doing in their lives and the variety of people and how vibrant and alive they are as a people. Yeah, and then and this isn't really a fucking spoiler. We know what fucking happens in in Palestine. Then the bombs drop, and these characters that you fucking like got to changed. know. It's like fucking hell, man. Mm. Horrendous, absolutely
2: horrendous stuff. But wonderful yeah. documentary. Yeah, Adam, you, you, you should see that. You'd like that. It's on my watch list. I just haven't got around to watching it because it's not on a, a streaming service or anything. That's why I haven't really. Yeah, I you have you to rent it, it on YouTube. It must be because I watched it. It's on Prime, I think. Yeah, Gaz is on Prime. I just looked at it just now. I just when you mentioned it, just double check I hadn't watched it. But I've yeah. watched quite a few documentaries like that, didn't I? Mm. It's not about music, so
1: Adam wasn't interested. Yeah, it wasn't about a band from the sixties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've actually actually got uh, three. What was that? What was row, that? And eight. Well, that was an eight as well. That's a nine. That's a okay, nine. nine. that's my first nine.
2: Right, but Paddington Two was your first nine. No, 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 that was nine. Okay, good. So that you have redeemed it then.
0: And then number five, another documentary. This is a nine out of ten again. This is The Act of Killing. I've told you about this before. Yes. Horendon horrenda, Horrendan? Horrendan? Horendon. <laughs>
1: Kate <laughs> horrendan. Horrendous
0: horrendan. Kate horrendan? Isn't of that genocide. Jamie, Jamie's student? Yeah. Horrendous acts of genocide in um, Indonesia. And you're basically <laughs> faced with all the people who carried out um, the killings... And the way they're they're laughing and showing how they did it and how they used to rape children and it's absolutely eye opening, horrendous stuff and oh I I think you just have to to watch it to believe the stuff they come out with, it's disgusting.
1: And this is the second one. and you watch this is the, the second, second one. one first. So
0: no no, I think this is the first one. Alright. And the second, I watched the second one first. Yeah, yeah. So that is the. Um, oh,
1: well, you're talking about the
2: first one, are you? To yes, now, you're yes, talking yes, about the first yes. one, right? Right.
0: That was the look of silence.
2: Oh, let yeah, me let me one. fact check that. Yeah, it is the look of silence. something very close to that?
0: I'm. I can't say that. Look, <laughs> of sigh. Yeah, the look of silence. I was correct. Um. Yeah, the look of silence, which which is. More of a personal one about the victims and the son of one of the victims who goes round and speaks to the people who, who um caught like did these atrocities. Yes, but both of them are very, very, very good and eye-opening about what happened in those times in
1: Indonesia. I'll check. Why, it. I'll... why does it not sound very interesting, though?
0: It. <laughs> I, th- I think you have to literally watch it. Yes. To actually get it it sounds like i know, like I know you probably I don't, don't want, want
2: to watch but you want to watch it like you have to kind it of it
0: is watch. a good it is eye-opening for the history of of that country
1: mm. i don't know much about it to be honest though, yes.
0: yeah that is what's good about it and it's also like why is why does nobody know about this
2: mm. yeah it's oh horrendous. well we know we know that you hear the West a lot of like suppress everything. everything don't you and mm. paul pot and all of that lot but
0: yeah so yeah check okay. that out um my number four, another nine out of ten. This is Gleason. I've also told you guys about this. This is um, the uh guy suffering with uh ASL. Mm. ASL. This one came up in the
2: end of the month, didn't it?
0: Yes, it did, yeah. And it's very it touched my heart because it's it's about the the guy's literally like wasting the way in front of your eyes he's documenting everything for his for his kid who's about to be born. He finds out he's he's basically got this disease. Around the same time that he found out that his wife was pregnant, and mm. it's him just documenting what he, who he was as a person. He's still alive, but he's he can't do anything for himself, and I can't even speak. Everyone just it's like twenty four hour. You have got to look after him, and just just like f- tackling this like inevitable fate and. It's horrible, and and just the the family dealing with it as well, and how how it affects them. It's very beautiful, and I cried my eyes out.
1: Yes, I can yeah. tell the yeah. way you're talking about it.
0: Yeah. I very much recommend.
1: What did you see that one on?
0: That's on Amazon, I think. Amazon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gleason. Gleason. He okay. was he was a pro footballer. NF- yeah, yeah,
1: American football player. So that's how how you can tell that it must be a good documentary because. If you're watching a documentary about someone who was, used to be a pro footballer,
5: <laughs> that's very not-, late, late, for it's, very not
1: minimal it's not football, is it? Oh, you, so you like American football? You, Philistine, fuck off to America. <laughs> it's Monster Man. God, you could tell he had COVID then with Monster that laugh. Man. That was a dirty <laughs> Sid James laugh. Listen to that. Oh, COVID. What a fucking beast. over oh. that microphone. That's coming down our channels, mate. That's coming through our microphone. That microphone block block needs
2: quarantine for a year. Filth. How can oh, you like American Oh, anti microphone. Yeah. <laughs> just, put the, just put a wipe over the top of it now. This fucking beast, mate. My Thinks number three. Says. My number yes.
0: three. It was the lockdown horror film Host.
1: I oh, yeah. thought okay, this was yeah.
0: wonderful. I very much enjoyed this film. That was good. Yeah. I thought it was great. And I, not for a long time, had a film actually had me on the edge of its seat. A horror film anyway and there there are some missteps as we talked about ben where mm. where they show i don't think any any time they really show something it was a horror film that you go mm, isn't it better not to know the only time it does work is at the end of wreck the spanish horror film
1: yeah yeah that, that works. very much work that's very scary yeah yeah
0: that's very scary but um wonderful Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. If you don't <laughs> know what it is, I'm, I'm sure sure everyone knows what it is now. It is uh, over Zoom. These They're doing a... Uh,
1: like this. Laid out like this. Seeing yeah. it like this the whole time.
0: What are they doing? They're doing a... Uh, what do Things you call so it? it? A
1: seance or something. A seance, a v- yeah, a wee- not a Ouija board, but some sort of seance, yeah, a seance. with a, a guided professional coming in to yeah. do it.
0: And they awaken uh, some sort of spirit demon that messes with all these people on Zoom and the whole time you're just watching them on Zoom. And it's... Very entertaining I tell Very you why good. I
1: think I think it works mm. is because a it's British yeah and I think listening to sorry uh, Americans but listening to young Americans on that zoom setting would have been tedious and I wouldn't probably wouldn't have made it through okay. so having having a British mostly British cast mm. help helped it quite natural acting for the most part as well and the suspense of not really knowing what was going to happen throughout helped it for me it lost it in that final 15 to 20 minutes when you started getting people walking around with it's their only laptops. like an hour long isn't it yeah but but the, the, <laughs> the premise was set up well but the last 15 20 minutes they do that old that typical thing that they do in found footage where they're in other films you can understand why they're still filming because they've been filming the whole time but this involves them using their laptops facing their laptops away from them and walking around with a laptop so you can see where they're going Uh, I didn't buy that that's where it lost me and no spoilers we did say no spoilers and this is a no spoiler but if you pause the last pretty much the last frame of the film so you can actually see something rather than just get it very fleetingly when you pause it and see what it is it is incredibly (laughs) underwhelming so don't if you want to feel the fear don't pause it at the end like bended yeah (laughs) why did well, <laughs> you pause it? But because I wanted to see because there's something happens and I I thought oh I want to replay that and pause it so I can see clearly what that is and I, the only thing I can bring to mind is you know that episode of South Park, Man Bear Pig, yeah. that is what it reminded me of, <laughs> and all the fear goes out when you're reminded of that fucking South Park episode. But it was good. He has another one that's just come out, uh, yeah. which is dash cam footage. An American yeah, comes over during the COVID thing, and it's all I, I haven't seen it. But I've seen it. Before. That sounds. Interesting. I like. The, I like the fact that this guy What's his name Rob Savage, that director. Yeah, yeah. that he's using. He was the... in the picture
2: house once. I was with Scott in the picture house, and we were on the bar, and he was. That's sitting right. Himself. You were. That is right. Yeah. I didn't know who he was because I haven't seen any of his films, but Scott knew who he was. I wonder how it will age
1: in a few years' time if we turn to a world where COVID is very much in our rear view.
0: Well, the fact is that we've we've already been through this um this stage of camera footage films. we yeah. well, we had a lot of them.
1: Like Yeah, let's not have too many more. Early
0: Was it early 2000s? Something like yeah, two well, thousand. B-
1: Blair Witch came out in 98, yeah. 99. So it must be early
0: 2000 when everyone's jumping on the Blair Witch. And mm. it's had its day already, but it, it, it works in this I world, would
1: so. I, Listen, I would love nothing more than to see a really good found footage horror mm. film again. Mm. I think you're probably right. Host is possibly the best one of the last certainly the last 10 years mm. Mm. yeah good good call thank you Adam my, you uh, have seen it no no you'd probably like it
0: my uh number two this was spurred on from Reanimator this is by Brian Usner the director of Bride Reanimator oh, this be. Yeah. and this is Society and it is it, it gets very wacky more the end section of the film but um very sexy, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I
1: thought it's a horror film.
0: <laughs> there's, there's, there's like the the idea of the film is this: this guy in a, who has his family, and he suspects that his family are all sleeping with each other.
1: Oh, well, what, incestu- incestuously Incestuous,
0: incestuous, yeah. And that is the that is yeah, what you, you find that you to. find that sexy. No, wait, 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 wait <laughs> And that's what you are introduced to, and then the whole township around him everyone acts really strange and then there's this this girl who basically comes into his life who (laughs) very sexy (laughs) uh, there's this moment where they're about to do something and she's laying on this bed in her underwear and he looks away and looks back and her legs are the opposite way (laughs) what do you mean and he goes what and then it goes all back to normal again (laughs)
1: What do you mean her legs are the opposite way? Right? Her
0: legs are switched. so, so, well, so her, her feet bu- are facing her in the back. So her bum oh. is on the front. <laughs> oh. And it's like... It's, it's interesting. And then basically, it's, from there, that is basically the turning point of the film where it's like, what is going on <laughs>
1: with all these people? I'm, I am intrigued by this one.
0: Yeah. So I, don't wanna, I won't say any more because you have to really just go in background blind, mostly.
1: Well, I had a film. I, I can't remember what it was in like the early noughties or late nineties on VHS, and the trailer for Society was on it. I can't remember much about it, but I do remember there being a lot of weird uh, prosthetic stuff it's throughout very the body, trailer. Body
0: horror, so much body horror,
1: but not in that Peter Jackson way.
0: Um, towards the end, it is ridiculous, ridiculous body horror, like mm. silly, silly but fun stuff. But I very much enjoy. It. That's my bag. So. Yes. I understand oh, that people don't like enjoy it. I
1: think I might like that one. Yeah. Society then, is my friend, after all, Kurt Yes, Marl.
0: indeed. We live as a society.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, that's a Seinfeld reference, eh?
0: I know. That's where it's spawned from, yes, I and know. And then
1: Joker stole it, and everyone on Twitter started saying it, and it's like, this is Seinfeld. You have no, no understanding of George Costanza.
0: It. Joker didn't steal it. The, t- the, the Twitter universe world, did, and the then, world
1: and then the Joker, Joker stole it. Then the Joker stole it. The Joker said the line, did he not, recently? <laughs> he did. Yeah, so he fucking stole it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it works.
1: Bastard man, he is.
0: Um, my number one. It's a podcast episode we have done.
1: Oh, we have oh. all
0: watched this. This is Melancholia. I absolutely love this. Oh song. yeah. This this very much reminds me it's of your the, number
2: uh... one of the year, is it? Yeah.
0: My number one. This and is. Have you
2: watched... Don't look up.
0: Yeah. I, I finished it last night, and yes, it's very reminiscent of that. This is that yeah, comedy say, version. I have not seen it. I haven't seen I Don't, don't think Look so. Up. No, it's the comedy the whole... version
2: whole pl- uh, asteroid coming towards earth situation
0: yes it's more like <laughs> end of that, days how people react i've seen this... don't
2: look up yet so i don't no, know but yes, I just they're very plot, very plot different plot, on plot it kind of sounds similar
0: they're mm. very very different but i mean the idea of how people like how people's feelings spiral around end of days and mm. This is very much better than Don't Look Up, I can say. Well, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. It is, 100%. Like, it basically, this it's the whole film's about depression at the end of the day. It's about the world, like, coming down on you, and I absolutely loved it. But we have a whole episode dissecting this film, Melancholia. Is that Lars 10 out of 10?
2: Was it all 9 out of 10?
0: It's a 9 out of 10. Oh, no, it was I've we, we had
2: tins. a. Even though Adam and
1: I didn't uh, favour it as much, we had a. That was a very good episode, and we had a yeah. good discussion mm-hmm. about that. That one because there was there was much to discuss about Kiefer. <laughs> Kiefer and and uh, we had a good um, discussion as to whether he was. Can't remember now. It was about whether or not he was responding in the right way or in a cowardly way.
0: Yeah, that's it. I can't remember. I where can't we remember. Stood I can't remember it, how
1: Go no, and listen to, really... episode, yeah, people, listen to the episode, people, because it was great. We do a lot of film. episodes. We can't be expected to remember all our stances. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is that I loved it. All I, all I know is that it was generic. It wasn't generic, it was good. It <laughs> reminds me in a weird way, now I think back o- on it, having now seen Succession, it reminds me of a sort of Succession, if Succession was directed by Lars von Trier, that's how he mm. would
2: <laughs> It's like the dynamics the between people, yeah. And yeah. Kirsten dance would be shit. And it's that like same camera style as well, isn't it? Mm. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. is very handheld up. Yeah, mm. and Antichrist, same sort
1: of style in Antichrist as well. And fucking House that Jack built was a terrible, uh, the way that was shot. He's not, he doesn't, well, my mind's racing. Forget it. <laughs> my mind's racing. I had a million things to say about Last One True at once and then realized I haven't got the time.
0: <laughs> well, you
1: start. excellent. That's there my top, course, 10. top 10 first
0: time watchers of 2021. Yes. Boom.
1: Melancholia. Is it over to me now? <clears throat> let's hear from Adam and give Paul's uh, lovely vocal chords
2: a break. Thank yes. So, my first poorly. time watches of 2021. Uh, let's start at number 10. These are all eights until I get to number four. Okay. So, the number 10 is a very new slot. I think it was one that knocked off baby teeth. It's a film called Enough Said. And I watched this after ah, just yes. finishing The Sopranos because I was mm. like, I need to have more James Gandolfini in my life. Yeah, and he basically gets in a relationship with um, what's her name from Seinfeld, Elaine from Seinfeld, Elaine from Seinfeld, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, and it's a. I started off watching it thinking, oh, this is kind of nice, and then there's a very nice little twist in the film, I think, and the film goes in a quite an unexpected turn. Which adds a lot of it adds a good dynamic to the film. And it makes it kind of fun and it makes it but it was just seeing him on screen, it was just enough. And apparently, um what's his name? Christopher from the Sopranos said he's never watched the film because he said he saw a trailer or he saw some test footage of it anyway, it reminded him too much of how James is in real in life. Real life. Mm. He said he was like watching him and he said I, I just couldn't I can't bring myself to it's still too it hurts too much it's sad isn't that his last film I think it is he never got to see it as well well it's not technically his last film his last film was The Drop but this is his last full yeah because he's only in The Drop very briefly isn't he I I haven't seen The Drop Um, yeah that is
1: sad he's very nice in it
2: he's lovely in it and that's the
1: thing I'm glad that he did that before he died because I know that when, even though he, he obviously was proud of what he did in The Sopranos I'm sure I heard some soundbite of him saying he never wanted to play
2: yeah. that sort and of. And he role didn't like again. doing the
1: violent scenes. He didn't like doing. All yeah. That, so. And he didn't want to portray Italian Americans as, as as like that. Yeah. By all
2: accounts, he was a very gentle man.
1: Mm. Maybe anyway, they was, are yeah, on screen. It was
2: just a heartwarming little rom com, and it kind of. It was nice.
1: Out. It was nice to see uh two characters from TV series like yeah. fucking Tony Soprano and then Elaine linking up. It was sweet. I liked it. It. I didn't. I wasn't bowled over by it I was expecting a little bit more but it was it
2: kind of warmed my heart and all I swear yes
1: it was a heartwarming it was yeah
2: next up at number 9 is another quite a new entry in this it is Black Christmas I watched this quite recently as well ah, original. The, the original yes yes well it's from the 70s so I'd imagine that was the yeah, original yeah that's the one um, what did you think I enjoyed it it was a it was a definitely keeps you guessing kind of film but uh, I kind of really kind of what knew what was going to happen because I feel like it's a film that I've seen without seeing it in some ways. I feel like it's almost been spoofed a couple of times once you start to get to know. Well, it's paved
1: the way for a lot of those slashes, didn't it? It came out before Halloween, so Halloween wouldn't have Yeah, really but I mean really the actual plot it. of the
2: film, like the big twist of the film, is kind of, I knew for some reason. It's like, when I watched it, I was like, is this the film where this happens? I
1: know you're like trying it. not to spoil it, but do you mean do you mean in terms of something being within?
2: Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. That is. I mean, that's an old urban legend, though. So it kind of
2: like yeah, that, that oh, urban wait, legend I, again. The it. It's nice and let's scary. Hear, and let's
1: hear your theory on on uh, what what was going on with Billy,
2: the killer so yeah he's the, so i always thought the whole time it was good to well, I, I actually don't know i can't this is hard to talk about but that's what no yeah. let's I all just, right let's just let's say, say
1: what's the killer because i know katie and ote did an episode on this recently so they'll be interested to hear what do you think is the motivation of the killer what was happening not the motivation the killer when he's calling up he yeah. does all these, this isn't the spoiler he does all these different voices and stuff yeah yeah what do you think happened what what, what are those voices what is he
2: talking about I always just thought he was just playing with them, being trying to make it up. He was different people trying to get with him, like ex boyfriends and all of that kind of stuff, hmm. coming back to haunt, kind of thing. If that makes sense, because it's a very what you call it—the house that they live in—is very a sorority house. No, but it's sort of like it's sober, isn't it? It's meant you're meant to be sober. You're not meant to be, but like, a very kind of clean cut. Hmm. So these—it's almost like a past. Kind of coming back to haunt, especially the woman who runs who runs the sorority house. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought. I just thought it's someone toying with him. To be honest, I don't. I didn't really think much beyond that. But well, no, he obviously, absolutely, yeah, he's fucking, he's
1: fucking with them. He, he's a killer. But I think in terms of the voices, the things that he's saying, I think that he was abu- He he abused. So he's Billy. Agnes was his baby sister because he keeps talking about Agnes, and he keep you he keep hearing a voice saying. Uh, what did you do with a baby, Billy? What did you do with Agnes? Uh, filthy Billy? What have you done with the baby? What have your mother and I must know is... Where did you put the baby, Billy? That's all fucking scary. He uh, sexually abused his little sister, and the parents found out about it. That's And then I think he killed his little sister. Okay. That's always been my take on it. Okay. I thought it was just some dick fucking around with him, but I've watched <laughs> it with that theory in mind, but... It's horrible. Just the different voices that he's doing. They're shouting at Billy. His mother, his hysterical mother, shouting Billy, Billy. The dad's going, "What have you done with the baby, Billy? What have you done with Agnes?" And then him doing Agnes
2: squealing as a baby. It's that going, moment no, when they really know Billy. They realise mm. everything, and they remember everything. And it's just like that moment when it clicks. You're like, "That's when it gets. That's when it really got with me." It's very scary. It is a very kind of eerie film. And they don't explain shit at the
1: end, which is what I like. They don't yeah. give that explanation.
2: Whereas at first, I was would. almost unhappy with the ending. Mm. I was a little bit like, come on, like, really? And then you you sit on it and you think about it and go, no, that definitely worked. Oh, yes. God, wait. Very good.
1: I'm glad to see a little Black Christmas joy on the list. You've seen it, Paul.
0: <laughs> I have, so long ago. He
1: like,
0: gave it a second. When I out first started watching films, that's why I watched it, so I can't remember. He
2: hated anything. it. He hated it. <laughs>
0: I won't say anything until I watch it again.
2: (laughs) Number eight on my list is a Denzel Washington film directed and starred in. It came out in 2016 and it is Fences. I don't know if you've seen Fences. Of course. Yeah. Wonderful. Yes. It's very powerful. Look at... Again, it probably kind of has... It almost has that Sopranos kind of feel to it of the... Kind of the toxic masculinity just Mm. put on screen and how... You, you're meant to deal with it you're not meant to the film itself is a whole thing but the underlying thing is about how you deal with the pressures of life in different ways and to help different people take it on even him on different days in that film was and the whole thing of you. some people build fences to keep people out and some people do it to build people in mm-hmm. mm. I, I watched this at the beginning of the year so it's a bit kind of still a bit groggy in my mind but um, it yeah. was
1: very good it was great a very before, good film I'm surprised you liked it
2: because it's very play-like yeah you don't normally definitely. like the play, play films but he, I mean Denzel was fantastic in it but
1: very character-driven yes it was very character-driven it was very strong very very strong Navaela Davis was very good in it yes sure we spoke
0: up. about this the other day but I can't remember why <laughs> about Fences compare it to something else did we? Uh. I can't remember Probably why who can't remember why
2: mm. <clears throat> strong Net- Next up we have At Number Seven. It's a film that I pretty much gave my number one last year and it's kind of like it's big brother, but in the world of the film I think the new one was better than the old one and it stopped was it stopped talking stopped making sense by talking heads. Again another stage play. Oh
3: right, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Very good scene. It's on Amazon if you haven't seen it, but yeah. It's very good again. And the um he has the members of well, he obviously she's from radio club isn't she and they did their own little bit but again it's just fun to watch him do gig again and just go crazy and so it's another david Byrne gig mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty much the same as american utopia except it hasn't kind of got the themes that run for american utopia that kind of take it to that level it's kind of just the performance rather than it's like uh,
0: roads isn't it it's like yeah. evolves over time more and more people were yeah. joined so band. he just
2: stands at one, and then he's like, he, like his bases would come out, and then mm. other people was joining. By the end of it, there is like fucking hundreds of the them on team, the stage. Yeah. But yeah, very good, very, very good. But number six is a film that Ben would definitely, definitely approve of, and it's a film that I think of more fondly the more I think about it, and it's the way way back.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely one of the best of the twenty first century.
2: Yeah, that I, I is very much enjoyed this film the water what? park yeah yeah it's just that's all po- that's I all didn't it it it, Paul, I didn't like it as much as you guys park. so yeah it's just nice it's just wholesome i wasn't expecting much from it it doesn't seem like it's got much written on it but it kind of took me somewhat surprise let me see what i said the, about the it. the beauty of it is that it was just this kid
1: who felt a little lost didn't really have anyone the people it around, around cars, him wasn't it of an outcast but not even but he's not even an outcast in the traditional sense it's just that he didn't have people around him and then he found this guy who was also like a lost soul but just happened to be running a fucking water park and that bond and connection that they have is just magic that that made me emotional that fucking film man that sort of friendship and connection i love films about friendship between two people they and if they're the more unlikely that the, the better but that goes very much hand in hand with slingblade for me where oh, you've really? got a yeah because you've got two you've got two an adult and a kids who are just walking walking outside of the norms of society they're not accepted they're not really like they don't have a, a a strong sense of of a support network around them and they walk that road together i love that stuff
2: I remember it being incredibly awkward, but it's mm. awkward in like a kind of a. It doesn't feel awkward after a while. It's only awkward at the beginning. Yeah, and he's awkward in the he kind of great way, and mm. he kind of develops yeah. as he gets more on. Like yeah,
1: and Sam Rockwell is always a joy. Yeah, always a joy. Steve he's a dick. He yeah. calls the kid. I can't, early on. He says something like. If I were to give you a score out of 10 or something as a kid, I would give you a five. But he's, he's not saying it as a joke. He's saying it in a really serious way. And
2: then Sam Rockwell finds out. Not everyone could be a seven out of 10, isn't it? Something like that. And Sam Rockwell finds out later and he's like,
1: how the hell can you say that to a boy? How can you tell a boy that they are five?
2: Yeah, I love that fucking film. But yeah, it's again just a nice little... Yeah. I feel like all my films are just quite nice and heartwarming. That's what I, I know, what's it. happened to you? You've gone soft, mate. This next one is completely different. This next one is I picked it for a podcast. It kind of tore it all, but I, I have got a little space in my heart for this film nowadays. It tore it all? What the fuck does that well, mean? Sorry, tore It tore us apart a little bit. I, was, all right. I think we were all quite pleasantly surprised in some ways, and it is the Velocipasta. Oh, right, okay.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> I was listening to um The Contrarians yeah. the other day and Julio brought it up and he really was not uh yeah. a fan of it at all because he's it's true, like you either buy into that that sort of yeah. thing does it for you, you buy into that, oh we're being silly and isn't it silly how silly we're being or you don't. I feel like it's the kind of film that had I not had I watched it in a worse mood or something, or had I not been hung over or something, yeah, I could have be been harsher really for it.
3: Mm.
1: I think it was great, it's good fun. We had a good time with it. Yeah, I've got a little
2: space in my film Buster's heart for that film. Yeah, so you should have. We got space and time. We like we, it. Yeah, we've got a whole podcast on that one, so you guys can go back and listen the Velocipasta. It's almost yeah. like we should rewatch it, but like do a watch along of it. Like if we no, no. it but it's not that good. It's not that good to do a rewatch of it. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. Like if we, you could do a watch along of it. I'm just taking, the, well, not taking the piss, but embracing let's try, it. Let's, let's try and
1: encourage that director to cast us in the UK sequel. We did. I can't remember if we created this. Yeah, but did we create that? Did we create the buzz for a UK sequel or was he always going
2: to do a UK sequel?
0: I don't know. We didn't create the buzz. No way. What would we have done? (laughs) No, I mean, we we just mentioned it on a podcast. (laughs) podcast We moved on with our lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, if he's. We should encourage him to do the sequel in London. Say, we'll be there. Why not
2: we'll he? He can fly us out to New York. We can do it. Over no,
1: there. Velocipasta in London. It writes itself, mate. You already know how it's going to go. You have terrible CGI of it up on he Big ha- Ben. He, start,
2: he starts off by hanging out in Crystal Palace dinosaurs and whatnot. Yeah, I'm exactly. Alive. exactly. Starts breaking free and rampaging around. There, there we go. It Let's itself.
1: make it so. Come on, I'm. G- <laughs> Let's get him. Um. Anyway, what number was that? F- Five. That
2: was number five we're now on to the nine out of ten. this nice. first film took me pleasantly by surprise i enjoyed the first film but i wasn't massive on it but it's a second one it's a horror film it's the conjuring 2
0: oh yeah you, you love this
2: film i i i found it i found it brilliant i really enjoyed it it was quite scary especially for a horror film. and i kind of really like the whole fact it was set like around the corner well Enfield in London the, It's like, you, you, what it's set in Enfield. London is it yeah it's set in Enfield yeah set in North London
1: those The, the Conjuring I haven't watched any of them I the don't second yeah, one the is the second one I haven't watched any of it's
0: them it's about an old, old man haunting a house and he's like get out of this house! get out of my chair I thought it was fine <laughs> oh, why I really do you like it? it
1: so much because it's in Enfield no I just I wasn't expecting anything from it and I remember
2: <laughs> I wouldn't expect much from it and I remember just sitting there going I really enjoyed it. Like that was pleasantly took me by surprise.
0: It just gets a bit si-
2: silly. See what yeah, the, the
0: thing that does silly. it for me. The thing that does it for me. Right. I rewatched that. I watched all the Conjuring series. Yeah, you watched them all
1: recently, and Annabelle yeah. and all that.
0: Because of Adam, what loving this second one so much. He spurred me on to do it, and
1: he sent you on a wild goose chase. Yeah.
0: So, so it is. It puts the subtitle out at the beginning that this is a true story. Right. Yeah. Don't do that because this isn't a true story. What are you talking uh, about? These ghosts the and, all, and all the stuff you're doing in the film is so stupid. You know this didn't happen in real life. So why are you putting yeah, but that? Yeah,
1: think it happened in real
2: life. The story well, of it is real. It, Paul is a non-believer. He don't believe in ghosts. It, it might not actually happen if you believe in ghosts, but the story of it all Ooh, and the me. newspaper articles and everything like that, of it popping up in culture and stuff, happened. Do you know? What they I haven't hate- just made the story up. The story was real from that time yeah, and they've just but it's not it's
0: it's a true idea but right What I hate is in (laughs) horror films is when someone gets possessed and suddenly their face looks like the ghost (laughs) don't do that why is some little girl gonna have like an old man's face it's like that's not realistic it's stupid
2: you're watching a horror film about ghosts you need to spend
0: not true story don't say true story i'd rather you go absolutely ridiculous and make it really stupid and then it's like, yeah, or like society. Then, yes, then it's no. just like, no, it don't even have to be s- that kind of silly. Just like, don't say it's a true story. Go outlandish with the with the horror, and then it's fine. I'll go with it. Don't try like and act that. like it's a true story. I wouldn't okay. like that. But they're saying it's a true story, but also adding bits that it's clearly not a true story. <laughs> That's <laughs> what Blair, I don't like.
1: Blair Witch said it was a true story. The whole thing was, funny. yeah, but
0: it could be a true story.
1: Or well, it could be. Yeah. What Look at dude, this.
0: There's nothing in that. Blair Witch that you see that goes okay that wasn't real
1: no I know that's true where this film you that's know, true well, that's clearly not real um I don't know why you boys watch them films anyway because they just strike me as 21st century generic horror like franchise lazy that's why I, I, I thought s- about
2: the first one the first one I was like oh that's okay
1: see, I really enjoyed the second. hang on a minute I think I've seen the first one
0: let me so I watched the whole series right this is my take on the Conjuring franchise there's Annabelle comes home right people don't yeah, like all that right Annabelle Comes Home is based in one ro- in one house in a room they get locked in the room where all the trinkets like all the possessed trinkets are mm. and they basically all the trinkets in the room are basically toying with all the people these, these three kids in the room so good that's fun that's good
1: I haven't watched that one I don't know it's about good. that okay right yeah so I did watch The Conjuring about four years ago I gave it a five out of ten that's why I didn't carry on there you go <laughs> I remember it now that, yeah, Patrick okay. Wilson and, yeah. 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 Yeah, forget that. That's 21st century teen horror boys. Teen horror boys. The fact that boys. it's higher up on your list than the Black Christmas, Adam. But you're not a horror kid, so you're allowed. You're, allowed to, it's Coulson you're Coulson London. allowed to get it wrong. Yeah. If Black <laughs> Christmas was in London, end. if Black Christmas was set in Enfield, it'd be fucking 10 out of
2: 10, would it? Maybe. If it was set in Acton, it would be 11 out of 10. I'd be oh, there Oh, you corny, corny motherfucker. <laughs> I'm set in my house right now. Anyway. Anyway at number three on the list is a film that Paul might agree with me a little bit more on and it's his promising young woman ooh, 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 ooh. again Wonderful. hang on Although, isn't that a 2021 it's a 2021, release? 2021
0: film I told you you'd do there this we Adam go. there he whoa, did whoa, it
2: whoa 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 this, this film is on this list from when you made the list for me Paul no I didn't Adam <laughs> it's got 2020 down
1: yeah but the UK release would have been 2021 2021. I remember it coming out earlier this year. So, I saw Adam, it, I
0: saw it. I saw baby it before teeth. you. Why would I put it on the 2020 list? I've got it on my 2021 list.
1: So, Adam, what you're going to have to do is find out if that actually ends up fitting on your honourable mentions or top ten. And what it means is, baby teeth comes back into your top ten, then doesn't it? It was released
2: on the 25th of December, 2020. Oh, Paul. Is it Has he called your bluff? Let's it wasn't. It was released on it was released on Woman. Sky
1: Amazon Prime release date UK.
0: It's on Sky Now TV. It's on Prime.
1: Yeah, mate. Adam, what you on about? Came out It came out in April. I just googled it and it said the 25th of December. Yeah, it probably came out thinking. in America. Yeah, it came out Friday 16th of it April. It was a, it
0: was a Sky original. It's okay, yeah. you can have it. Mate, have baby it. teeth. No, no,
1: no. You, you find out if that fits into your honourable mentions or the other one. But baby teeth comes into your top 10, that's what it means, right? Because you said that just got pushed out. So that means baby teeth is back in at number oh, 10.
0: Look how sad he looks.
1: I know. He shot his load too early. Don't you don't have to tell us if it fits into your honourable mention? Yeah, we need to work it
2: out now, don't I? I know, but
1: you can work that out in your downtime. Don't do it when the spotlight's on you, son. people are looking at you. We move on, but baby teeth comes back in. that established. Baby teeth at the end, yeah. Look at that. Every year we've had baby teeth in our list. We've all agreed on baby teeth. Mm. Okay, we love baby teeth. You got anything to say about baby teeth? I think we've already talked about it, haven't we? There's my baby teeth. He's got his That's only for teeth, the right? patrons. Only the patrons get that one. And this one okay. says J on top. Lovely.
2: For Jenny. Because
1: I got two sets of teeth.
2: Anyway, okay, on to number two after the whole fucking strop happened. Uh it is. Okay, this film definitely didn't come out. This film came out in nineteen ninety-two. Before it I was, even born. It, was
1: it was released in February this year, mate. Don't be stupid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Before I was even born. Um, Paul hasn't seen this film, but Ben has. 92. And it is—it's a very long film. Saying that, it's over three hours long. It's Malcolm X. Yeah. So I obviously know of Malcolm X, but I don't know loads <laughs> about him. Like you don't really get taught about Malcolm X as such, do you? You get taught about all the other ones that were a bit more. Well, we don't really get taught
1: about any of the American leaders. Well, you know about
2: Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela. Were
1: you ever taught that in school, though? Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't taught about any of them in school.
2: Anyway, yeah, this is a story about Malcolm X told by Spike Lee. And I mean, it kind of speaks for itself that, I mean, yeah.
1: Why do you like it so much? Because I get it. It's like, the story is important, but very similar to Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah is better than Malcolm X. Malcolm X feels like it's such a slog to get through it's like a big old essay and it's like that's fine
2: yeah but I I feel i just enjoyed. I feel like it depends how much you enjoy the subject there
1: yeah but I, enjoyed, I just yes, I enjoyed it
2: I found it fascinating you know, it was kind of learning out about to be it
1: engaging and I didn't find it that engaging and that's a shame because it's it's Washington it's Spike Lee yep. and it's the story of Malcolm X all the ingredients are there for that to be very engaging and it I didn't think it, it was it is a very I get it it's very long it's 3 hours and 20 minutes that's that is that. Uh, well, I mean, who am I to say that he shouldn't get a, a story that long? But essentially, that is a fucking
2: long film for a true story. Yeah, and it's not even like it's a happy film for a true story. It's not like this. Yeah, but anyway, I I I very very much enjoyed this film. Um, yeah, I just it just probably comes down to how much you enjoy the subject, then. But see, here's the thing, right? I took I understand
1: more about Malcolm X from One Night in Miami than I do about him based on Malcolm X, the fucking film, because it goes to show it's not just about giving facts, 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 information. It's about the poetry of storytelling, which is why Judas and the Black Messiah, if that had had a bit more poetry, a bit more storytelling to it, the message would have come across a lot more. I get it. When it's factual, you need to do an information dump, but you can do it in clever ways. You can show things rather than telling things. And it felt like that Malcolm X film just kept telling, kept telling.
2: I mean, that's probably a lot to get across but yeah I enjoyed it I enjoyed the subject of it. and I think all the the problems that you have with it I just I didn't have and that's why I enjoyed it Danny's a big fan that, the only mm. reason I watched it was because Danny gave it to me mm. oh, okay. it's on Netflix now as well I've just noticed that I've got it on DVD but yeah. there, there you go you can watch that point. tonight Paul yep. <laughs> he's got a log he's got nothing else to do for yep. four hours he hasn't he's got Covid yeah Anyway, the dog's not last, home. getting in the number one spot on my list this year. Let's it's hear not, it. It's another 9 out of it. 10. It was very close to a 10 out of 10. It might oh. be 10 out of 10 on a rewatch. This is going to be awful. I went to see this film in the cinema. There you go. How have you seen it in the cinema? It came out in 1985. Oh, I I went it's to not see terrible. It's not terrible. I went, oh, to, I I went to go see this yeah. on a whim, and it is after hours and... I had a lot of hype around this film because it's always a film that's been on my list and it's one of the Martin Scorsese films everyone said they love and I've just never got around to watching it because it is, it's quite hard to get hold of. The D mm. the Blu-ray is very expensive and it's just, yeah, and it's not on anything so it's kind of like you have to make a thing of it and we'll just sit in the cinema and it lived up to every bit of hype I wanted it to live up to. It's just a great adventure. Is The hype he's talking about is the hype that I gave it. Because well, I, I hyped it the fuck
1: it, up.
0: It's been hyped for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs>
1: had,
2: had you ever heard of After Hours before yes, I brought it up? Yes, it always pops up on those like Scorsese lists and Spoon just talk about it. What did you know them. of it? What did you it's, know of it? It
0: always pops up in his filmography. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Always
1: pops up whenever I go on Scorsese's page on IMDb <laughs> and click After Hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I'm only
2: joking. Yeah. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I fucking loved I, it. Too. I very, very, very much enjoyed this film, and I, yeah, it's just great. It's just, I don't know.
0: We've always spoken about this film quite a lot.
2: Yeah. We have. Have you seen it yet, Paul? No. We. Sp- the reason we've spoken about it a lot
1: is because I brought it up at the beginning of the year when I watched it, then mm-hmm. we brought it up in the end of the month when Adam watched it. Now oh, we're bringing yeah. it up again now, and obviously we're going to bring it up shortly because it's also going to be on my list as well. So we'll talk <laughs> about it for the last time shortly. Does it get to number one? Well, well you'll find out, won't you? You're going to find that out. Anyway, that was a good number one. I'm very happy that that was your number one. What was your number well one done. last year? you don't remember because you don't care
2: might have been anyway it's either going to be american utopia it was american utopia
1: was it oh yeah it's a yeah. better it's a better number one this year american utopia was good but that's not number one making for me yes no it's not my number one well good uh should we go to me yeah i'm going to try and go through a little quick quickly So number 10 for me is a film that we done on the podcast it's an 8 out of 10 jamie russell brought it to our attention it is the vanishing very oh, much enjoyed yes. that we talked about that first time watch uh dutch film about a uh a killer is it who, dutch uh, yeah oh, it's it dutch french dutch french yeah. dutch mm. yeah it is dutch definitely mm. and um Girl goes missing, and you see it from the boyfriend's point of view, and then you see it from the killer's point of view. We talked about it at length. It was very good, very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend you go and listen to that episode that Jamie you know, joined quite us with.
2: Record, isn't it? It's quite long, quite long. We always
1: do long ones when we got guests on. Mm. But yeah, that was my number 10. Number nine, another podcast uh, recording. This time, one that I brought to the table very early this year. It is Tetsuo the Iron Man, Oh yeah, which I know you two weren't a fan of. And at the time that I brought it to the table, I'd given it a 9 out of 10. But then when we rewatched it and we talked about it, I moved it down to an 8. But the thing Go that on. still stands up for me is... As a filmmaking uh, experience, it was like this is a game changer because it felt so fresh and new, even though I'm watching it in the 21st century, 30 years after it came out, mm. it felt exciting. You can see how it would have inspired so much. The storytelling was completely new. I can see how it would isolate people. I could see how people would get nothing from it, but it was visceral. It was raw. It was saying something as well. As we discussed, it was saying something. And for me, Paul didn't like it because he, he was... He, I quote Paul he said in the episode, he said I don't care about any of this, it's bullshit, and, and Paul said this, and he said it very passionately. it's one of the most passionate comments he made all year, because he said it with a bit of <laughs> anger in his voice, I remember it distinctly but the way that you feel about that Paul is the way that I would probably feel about the, the silliness in Bride of Reanimator or something, you know, but mm. y- you even like it, or you he's don't. He's made
2: it personal, he's got to bring it back, he's got to zing you back, I thought he? you were about to say Paddington too.
1: No, no, <laughs> no. but you know, that's silly, the thing when you say you like the silly horror or the bloody extreme body horror and that kind of mm. thing, yes fine that's good and, but then for me in this tetsuo the iron man some people might might say that's too much that what, what's the point of all of that but it was very visceral and it was very new and raw and it was so it pushed the boundaries to the point of it wasn't just shocking for shocking's sake it shocked and then it continued to keep on fucking shocking all the way through and through its shock it sort of transcends mm. if you understand what i mm. mean because it changes the narrative if it didn't have all that crazy body stuff going on early on you wouldn't buy into what's happening at the end although i don't think either of you did buy into it anyway but i like lo- i liked it i know a lot of people don't i very much enjoyed that tetsu iron man i'm yeah, looking I'm forward to seeing the second did. and third i look forward to the second and third uh number <laughs> eight number eight it dances with wolves an old classic that we Ooh, all know is seen it. well, well you know, we all know it's a good film. It appears on. Well, you I don't. I haven't seen it. You hear about
2: it all the time. Dance yeah, of the again, for those films, you hear about
1: all this. And it looks like it might be a little bit dull because, okay, it's just, you know, this old film, Horseback, but it was so good. Kevin Costner is amazing. I'm amazed that Kevin Costner didn't. I know he is a big name, but I'm amazed that Costner was, was sidelined so that Cruz could steal all the fucking thunder because Costner should have been the star that Cruz is. Um,. It's a very good film about a man who sort of, his senses sort of like hold down this post out in the old, old uh, wilderness of America in, I I can't remember what century it is, it's just hold down this outpost and then while he's there he starts encountering Native Americans and it's about his connection with this tribe of Native Americans. And it could have been very easy to make it a pro-America whitewash story. And apart from the fact that obviously it's told from Kevin Costner's perspective, it really isn't because it gives a great amount of uh, focus and attention to uh, the, the the Native Americans. You. Learn and buy into their culture. You feel a great amount of empathy for them. The story is very good. The central romance is less less good, but the story and the epicness of it is is brilliant. And uh, I would I would watch it again. I thought it was very very well shot, and it was very good. And it's one of those films that you feel like you've you know without having seen mm. like Schindler's List for me, never seen it, but I feel like I know what it's all about. But until you see it, you won't really appreciate it. I recommend on that. Uh, number seven, another episode that we did on the podcast. Like, oh, loads of podcast episodes that we did this year. So if you want to check it out, another episode that was picked and selected for us by Jamie Russell. It's Midnight Run. It's my <coughs> first nine of the list. Oh, yeah. Midnight Run. My, unfortunately, my only De Niro this year. In a year where I watched shitload of De Niro films, it's my only De Niro <coughs> film that made uh, the list. But, uh, but there you go. I'm glad that uh, I saw it. If you want to hear our thoughts check out the podcast the only thing i would say about midnight run having put some time between it is that the main thing that i kind of feel didn't work in that film and it's probably the reason i didn't give it a 10 was charles Grodin and his lack of charisma i think he is a bit of a i said it at the time but i think even more so now there's a, like a vacuum of personality there mm. and uh robin Williams. Oh, yes if that had been robin williams yeah no disrespect to charles Grodin, but yeah he just didn't have too much personality there but the whole film around it the style the soundtrack the energy the story the laughs all of that was good it was great i was on board for it i loved it it was that kind of filmmaking that you just know a film like that wouldn't come out now they would lean too heavily into the comedy it'd be kevin hart and the rock doing it it just wouldn't be funny it'd be Mm. in your face obvious so very, very very good film Highly recommend that people check that out. Now, this one, number six, I can thank Adam for this, I think, because I think you brought it to my attention, and I loved it. And it's not strictly a film. It is a documentary, but not in the traditional sense. And it is Martin Scorsese's My Voyage to Italy. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's about three hours long, and it's Scorsese. It was filmed back in 92 or 93, I think. 99. I've got that well wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is Scorsese. in black and white film talking about film and like all the films that he watched growing up knowledge he has on everything absolutely and the thing that is so beautiful about it is we know that scorsese is this wonderful filmmaker he doesn't for a second patronize or be pretentious with what he's saying or would be a bit like i'm smarter than you so this is why you should like like this it is completely oh man these films are amazing oh look at this look at and that's what it is he keeps showing clips from all
2: these um and and they're all Italian it, films. And how everything changed and, like... And, like, saying, look at this, cinema. look
1: at that shot there. Look at how he's used his camera here. See, by doing that, he's done this. And it's infectious listening to him. and it's this like he's one doing was a university full.
2: lecture almost kind of thing of just him. Yeah, but in a,
1: in a very engaging way. Like, mm. a lecture would be very dry. This is it's like, nearly this
2: four way. hours long, isn't it? But it does not feel that long it
1: flies through and it makes me want to see all of those bloody films that he talks about he talks about with such passion and it's like god you should be making films you of all people and for anyone these stupid idiots these people online (laughs) these days who like to talk and throw shade at fucking Scorsese let me tell you something he didn't even want to talk about Marvel fucking films he was asked a question when he was promoting the Irishman he gave a quick answer to it he didn't go somewhere and say I've got an opinion on Marvel films and ever since then uh, teenagers and the Marvel universe and uh, the extension of have decided they're going to constantly pile on him all the time and be like oh yeah this crotchety old man this that learn to respect your fucking elders and learn to respect the fathers who came before you man because w- without heritage. him cinema is dead heritage legacy cinema I'm sorry when you hear him talking about film I would listen to him talking about film hours I, I would pay to go into a cinema and see 30 installments of my voyage to Italy before I'd go and pay to see a fucking Marvel film in the cinema <laughs> this <laughs> man <laughs> loves cinema and and he watching it will make you love cinema even more highly recommend it there's another one which is the American one
2: not quite as good because I like it's still good but it's the more it it's almost Italy, fascinating because you do more know th- the films about it and it is like him watching it with his mum and like how he talks about he introduced it to him and connecting it
1: like it would be like if we were famous and we got a chance to spend four hours talking about
2: all the films that we watched as kids and the environment we watched a bit like having our podcast (laughs) you would do four hours and then now Ghostbusters done then we've got to move on to the next one there you go anyway it was lovely Uh, number five I saw this one
1: uh, well before Sunset so the second in the before trilogy, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do them together. So number three is before sunrise. So okay. that's in my number three spot. So before sunrise, number three. Before sunset, number five. So I watched before sunrise and really loved it. I loved the conversation. It could be seen as pretentious by some, but I was just completely it's lost in it's it. Just
2: very beautiful. It's a magical romance. It's what films think they're doing half the time, but they're actually not.
1: Yes. And the conversation may feel a little bit inauthentic, like could two people really have such philosophical conversations, but it's cinema. So you go with it and Mm. it's like just a reflection of those brief exchanges you meet when you encounter people and the kind of conversations you can have when you have a deep, deep, deep connection with those people. I loved it. Everything about it. It just filled me with joy. I saw that very early on this year, and then when I saw the sequel, I was like, "God, this really feels like picking up where we left off—like two friends that that we knew reconnecting over one night." I loved everything about it, apart from the ending, because I wasn't too sure about what what that meant for me personally, which I won't spoil for anyone who hasn't seen it. But the interesting thing is tomorrow night New Year's Eve we are scheduled to watch the final installment in that trilogy and I'm really looking forward it's to the power of those two films that I'm so excited to find out what happens to these two at the end of their, end of their journey
2: is they, they, the Don't spoil a thing. is done so well it doesn't feel like the only thing I had going into the third one I was like oh it's done 20 years later now isn't it but mm. it works it, ha- it has to be that, that if they didn't do it that way it's almost like when they filmed the first film they went we'll make this a trilogy but we're going to do it over 30 years well that's Link later
1: a- though isn't it he likes to do that he likes to, to yeah, play a yeah <laughs> anyway those films brought me a lot of joy this year I really connected with those characters and um, I just love their conversation it felt like real authentic love on screen mm. and just seeing it in a very new and fresh fresh way
2: what do you feel about that conversation? Did you think they were pretentious or what? I I got I completely swept away in everything that they were doing.
0: I agree. I I got swept away. with It. I didn't. I didn't see it as pretentious. I I just. I I liked. I enjoyed seeing this romance kind of blossom mm. through the duration of the film. It was nice. It was really well done. I liked it. I don't like it as much as you two, but. Uh, that's I, just I really want with, to rewatch them, but that's just me of romance films in general.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not big on, on romance films either, though. That's why this one kind of works, because like... Mm. Uh, the best scene it, that, out of, in both of them... Who just screamed? It's my housemates downstairs. Oh. The best scene out of both of them is that first one when they're in the record shop and they're listening to the same song through headphones, mm. and they're just looking at each other very strong anyway number four in between those two films is steve jobs the movie which i spoke about before very incredible Fastbender is wonderful with steve jobs danny ball does a great job directing what is essentially three installments of steve jobs on stage uh launching new stages of the apple mac and and whatever but it's not about that it's about what's happening behind the scenes and like i said at the time i knew nothing really about steve jobs the man uh whether that helped or hindered I, I, i don't know but watching the film and seeing what was going on behind the scenes was so engrossing the dialogue was fantastic and it made sense everything that was going on for his personal life being reflected in what he was doing on stage when he was developing the tech and presenting it was incredible loved it very dialogue heavy if you like sorkin you'll probably like it but if you don't you won't uh which one have you seen it I i've seen it. seen it yeah it's very good very very good so i think you'll like it yeah. Paul. what did you give it adam seven i don't think much of it mm. it's well it's one of them things i like a lot of dialogue so that's what that's why i really liked it so it's very good the best fast, fast bender of the year for sure so go and check it out number two after hours as well um yeah i mean, we've already yeah what can i say we've spoken about it so much this year it like <laughs> if it wasn't for this number one film it, yeah this after hours was wonderful highly recommend one of the best scorsese to see what be in now huh? Well, what beat it? I don't think either of you would agree that it should beat it. Is uh, first time watch
2: for me, decades later, lost in translation. Oh yeah. Mm. See, I I just didn't think much of that film. Yeah, a bit too. I think we discussed for you, this I think. again, didn't we, on the monthly roundup? It's like I enjoyed it. I've got a weird double pack with Lost in Translation and Internal Sunshine. You yeah, it's a, a double a pack weird. of dvd it's like it's like
0: uncon unconventional romance films
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want to i do kind of really want to watch i lost about five years ago now i watched it while you know bit. what i i think the age of the you know
1: the conversation we had during age of innocence and 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 being and again yeah. not in a condescending way about just having been around a bit longer and also we've we lost the translation for being being a bit jaded because you're not quite jaded yet. <laughs> when you get a little bit older you get a little bit more jaded. Um that feeling of like limbo that he has while he's there and then connecting with Scarlett Hansen because I don't think it is a romance story in, in I don't yeah, think it's a I mean, love unconventional. story. Yeah, yeah. It's not romance. It's, she's a, she's in a lost relationship soul, anyway, isn't she? She's in a relationship. With what's his name, Giovanni Ribisi, okay. mm. and um, it's just their connect, their, the connection that they make there, finding each other in a world where they're lost. Coming back to like what you were saying about the way way back and S- S- bay the unlike stories about very lost souls finding connection in e- in each other in unlikely settings. And the thing that's great about this is these two people who are lost in their own personal lives anyway, then being in yeah. in Tokyo like physically lost as well as like mentally lost and finding and connecting with each other in this environment i was yes it in many ways it was like the anti before sunrise before sunset because it wasn't about really long profound dialogue it was more about the connection that can just be found in people through experiences is it over one night or not no so i think it's like a week maybe okay they just so stay in
2: the same hotel aren't they staying in the okay. same
1: hotel um and Sophia, you know that is Sophia coppola's uh, greatest film that i've seen her done and she's done some shites she's, the bling well, i remember watching the bling ring and thinking this is oh, yeah, absolutely yeah. appalling you're directing this the way you acted in godfather 3 which is just shocking but <laughs> lost in translation <laughs> was her yeah that's my it's my number one film first time watch of the year and i have to thank jenny for uh, bringing that to my attention because uh, it was her I keep saying we should watch it we should watch it and i always stayed away from it because again There's these films that have a... You feel like you kind of know what they're about without having seen Mm -hmm. them. Like Lost Mm in Translation. Mm -hmm. Or Bill Murray just being a bit of jaded Bill Murray in Japan. And that'll be the joke. It's like, well, much more than that. Deep, deep stuff. I very much enjoyed it. And Scarlett Johansson was uh, wonderful and very beautiful in it as well.
4: I need to see it again.
1: Uh, Lovely. Just being in that setting. It was great. If it had been in America, if it had just been those two people... Feeling very lost, but in America, I don't think we'd have had the power. It's about putting these two Americans in Tokyo yeah. and have that wild, different backdrop to everything that worked. And th- the whisper at the end. Yes. Don't need to know, do we? Don't no. need to know. I will get round to rewatching it, I think. I know what he said, though. Do you all know what he Bill said? Bill told you. you know he what w- he said?
0: What did c- he c- say? C- c-
1: he said, go listen to the Film Busters podcast when you get home. Is so, really? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but but they won't come around for another 16 years. No, it's okay. Don't worry. Just subscribe. They're eternal. Me. They're eternal. They are eternal. So that's it. There we go.
0: Wonderful. We've also got something special. Our, our, we got two patrons who have also submitted some, some uh, best of for each of our lists. We have Jamie and Julio. So... I guess we'll just listen to their
3: best
5: first-time watches now. Best first-time watch in 2021. Um, So for all of these um, films, and lots of um, ones I did give five for, um, but I'm going to go for a film that literally knocked me sideways and is proof that you don't necessarily have to uh, fully understand a film and not be fully absorbed, immersed in what you're watching. Um, so my vote for first-time watch of the year goes to Holy Motors. Holy moly, what a film! I will also say that my experience of this unique film was heightened by following this up with a listen to your podcast. Um, and that there's a significant possibility that I would not have chosen to watch this film by myself. Um, so thank you, Huyo, Film Filmbusters, for setting me on that particular voyage of discovery.
0: Well yes. well yes julio yes. episode mm. holy motors wonderful pick contrarians julio. episodes yeah yes. not just julio yeah of first guest oh yeah features, it was alex it? As well yes
1: yes yeah well that yeah. was a great pick i think we've introduced a lot of people to holy motors because of that episode because jamie listened to it luke listened to it a fair few others have santoka has listened mm. to it these are people who never would have found holy motors before we, oh, we never would have played I think it
2: we would have ever found it
1: before here we I go. think we should
0: have to thank Julio and Alex rather yes. than thanking us.
1: It's true. <laughs> the uh, standout, so many standout things from that man. Like Monsieur <laughs> Merde with that fucking cigarette is just yeah. perfection, man. The backwards, <laughs> it's just joyful stuff with that long nails. is. That plus the standout scene, that fucking accordion scene in the yes. middle, yeah. is just oh, great, incredible. Stuff. I, that still, is I still, I still,
2: I still look at it every so often and think I really, really need to. Like, I just look at it fondly and think of that episode. Yeah, I think, I almost think I would like it even more now. Like, the yes, more it, I think it about bonds
1: it. us with our contrarian yeah. brothers. It does indeed. I don't know how they would have done it on their show if they had to do the contrarian approach oh, first, because it's like odd. it's hard enough to pick apart <laughs> as it is. <laughs> well,
4: thanks, Jamie. Holy Motors. Yeah, great. Right, should
0: we listen to Julio's one?
4: That's, what was Julio's? The best first watch of 2021. And it was, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. Uh, so it is the 2020 movie, at least according to Letterboxd, Promising Young Woman, which won, uh, best original screenplay, I think at the Oscars. And, uh, that was it. It didn't, it didn't really get many more awards. Uh, I was rooting for it all the way through. It is, uh, really, really dark, uh, comedy. Slash drama, uh, the social commentary. I I know it. It was a little too much for some. Uh, not for me. I I was hundred percent behind what this movie was selling, and uh, I I I will give it props anytime it comes up. So yeah, he's so, allowed to include it, isn't he? From America, but yes. So why is he
1: allowed to include it? Let's cl- clarify. So it would have been released earlier in America, earlier in America
2: and okay. then we got it later on
1: on Sky. <laughs> So the uh, I haven't seen it, but my understanding is it's. Uh, I might be wrong in saying that she's raped and it's a revenge film. It, it boiling it down yeah. to its most basic concept. Yeah, she's not raped. Her friend was. Okay, it's a
2: revenge film. Yeah, okay. It's, a, it's it is black, it's black in, comedy. Is it? But it's done in an mm, original way, of, in my kind opinion. Kind of black comedy. It feels. It feels. It feels like a film in some ways you've seen a hundred times, but with a good original twist on it. If. And what is the original twist, or is that spoiling something?
0: That's spoiling I, th- I think it's, back, it's a background blind. Yeah, I think you really have to just go in without knowing anything. What Julio
2: said there is a great way of describing the film.
0: Like you know, you know the what the film's about in its first two minutes. Okay, so that's I, not, do, I that's do. I do want to see it. Spoiler, but like, it's <laughs> wonder- like the color, the color palette of the whole film, the just the um, the soundtracks, wonderful. Um,
1: and Bo Burnham's in it is that right Bo yeah, Burnham's in it yeah before, very strange very yeah. strange film for him to be in is it
0: just before uh, mm-hmm. he released his um, inside. inside so it's lovely seeing him <laughs> now even more <laughs> yeah. And um yeah it's fucking great absolutely
1: i I will watch it i actually i finished watching a film this morning called traps which is this czech film from the 90s which is about a woman who is raped by an mp and some marked business guy but she is a vet on a farm and unfortunately for me this year well this month two films that i've watched the opening scene has been an animal dick going into another animal so i saw the beast a few weeks ago with that horse cock this film is a pig cock, and again, they don't shy <laughs> away. The Europeans love to just show it. It's Isn't like, a pig cock? Hell.
2: swirly as well.
1: No, this yeah. one wasn't. It was very straight. That's oh, that really? must be a rumor because this was very straight, no, and they, it was they're most they're certainly a like real Halls one. Screws.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. they
1: straightened it out for this film. I'm telling you, if you want to go and see this <laughs> film, you can see it. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Traps, No, it's on BFI. <laughs> anyway, because she's a vet, her event afterwards is uh, she drugs the two men with a drink because she makes it like she has amnesia after the rape and she takes them home she drugs them and then they wake up and she's cut their balls out cuz the opening scene is is them cutting balls out of uh, these pigs and she does it to these men. And then it turns into this like comedy farce of these two men going, oh, oh going what oh my God. Oh, and getting on a pass and so I was like, hang on, this was a really serious film about rape. And now it is like Mr. Bean. If Mr. Bean was a rapist, that's what it turns into. It's like, I don't know how to feel about this. But I was very glad that she got her revenge in that way.
0: <laughs> well, okay. And <laughs> just props to Carrie Mulligan as well for being wonderful let's not miss her out because she was absolutely fantastic that film
1: well I I intend to check it out thanks thanks everyone for your recommendation on that that's a strong recommend
0: right shall we move on to our honourable mentions so our top 11 to 20 of 2021 release films yes
1: 2021, and dear listeners, don't worry. We're going to whiz through this bit so we can spend time on our top ten. So we'll go a lot quicker through this bit than we yes. did that first section. Yeah. This is a very. This is always a very indulgent end of your episodes. Two hours already. I know. I know. Sorry. Our fandom will enjoy it. They beg for this.
0: Okay, so here's my honourable mentions. My top eleven to twenty. My number twenty is. It's actually slipped down the list. It was quite high up. Like the beginning of the year, this is Malcolm Murray. It's it's a great it's a great film. It is a really great film. I know we've had a, a massive discussions about this with uh, for your reference and Katie specifically, but um, it is wonderfully acted. There's the dynamic between the two of them is is uh, great and it's like brings up a lot of questions that, that uh, it's great to discuss. But yes, is a very good film. Next one. 19. Is Sound of Metal. We've got a whole episode on this, so it's me and Adam talking about it, so you can go check that out. My number eight is Luca, the Pixar film. Uh, wonderful Pixar film. I, I shed a little tear at the end about um, just uh, being accepted by the world in whatever way that or shape or form that is. It is a very lovely film, very heartwarming, and yes, I loved it. My number 17 is The Harder They Fall. Okay. Fantastic cowboy film, very original. Uh it felt very fresh because of obviously an all black cast. Um great soundtrack, absolutely adored it. It was great. Uh my number 16 is Surprisingly bra- Black Widow. I didn't think it was going to be anything, but it was something I very much enjoyed it. It was it was a great film. Ben doesn't doesn't even care, but <laughs> It was very great. Uh my number fifteen, we're piling them both together, is Shang Chi, another Marvel film. Uh <laughs> it's slightly slightly better than Black Widow. I could I could almost like chop and change between them, which one I think better, because they both got good things in their own way, but the Marshall. I'm you're gonna be great. very
2: annoyed by his number one spot, Ben.
0: No he won't be. My, it's uh yeah, it's quite chop and changing between the two. They're both good in their own way. But I enjoyed the uh the setting and the like the oriental theme of Shang-Chi was very nice I loved it my number 14 Adam's gonna be very happy it's Palm Springs this was on his list last year but I only got a chance to watch it this year because it was released this year because I think Adam how was it on his list last year I think Adam uh, streamed it I don't know I didn't
1: stream it you terrible cunt I didn't personally do it we can't trust you Adam (laughs)
0: But yeah, I, anyway, it's
1: very... I'm a I'm notified of your authorities. <laughs> I'm a knock.
0: <laughs> I, I've got a, a very big love of any film that kind of manipulates time or it's to do with like loops and stuff like that. I just really enjoy that kind of
3: theme. Yeah.
0: And it's very funny. Andy Sandberg's wonderful, in it? And it's a lot of fun. My number 13 is A Quiet Place Part 2. Didn't love it as much as Adam, but it is great the way that it really manipulates you into not wanting to make any noise while watching it which is great for a cinema viewing and um it is pretty pretty scary and i enjoy seeing more of the monsters in it even though i don't think it's as good as the first one uh my number 12 is ghostbusters afterlife we had a whole episode on this just a couple of weeks ago so you might want to go check that out but it's great film very nostalgic and then my number 11 is an animated DC film. This is Batman The Long Halloween Part 1. And I'll tell you about Part 2 in my top 10,
2: I guess.
1: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Lovely. Ooh. Anything to chime in? Maybe we should chime in here. Anything to say?
2: I've got a couple of those films on my list, so imagine we talk about them briefly. Uh, yeah. I would just like to say
1: that Palm Springs... Uh, I liked it, but I wasn't as bowled over by it because I, I didn't think it was as funny or as profound as it could have been because it wasn't full-on comedy. Mm. It was like half comedy.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I
2: get that. It was okay. good. It was good. Um, shall I fire off of my numbers now? Fire away. Yes, fire off. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to reschedule this because or we'll re-put this around because a promising young woman, but um.
1: Yeah, so just put well, Promise. Young Woman in where you would.
2: I'm just going to well, do, do a top 11 here. Because I can't, I can't do it. What They're do you mean top cool. <laughs> right, a top 11? It's going to twelve a 21 then.
1: Oh, you cheater. Just drop one out so For Your Reference can go in. Uh, so promise a Young Woman can go in. <laughs> for Your Reference. What okay.
2: <laughs> At number 20, it is Corrupt FM, Big in Japan. Um, massive fan of the TV series and the film was... Just as good. I mean, Such a gonna make, pick. The film's going to make no pick. sense unless you've watched the TV series. But yeah. Yeah. Mm. Number 19 was a Nicolas Cage film and it's Pig. I really want you two to watch this film so I can talk about it in a bit more. I also kind of really want to re-watch it because I feel like on a rewatch I could give this film like a 4 out of 10 or it could go to like a... T- it's just... My opinion on this film still isn't really settled. It's just... It's a bizarre film. Have you seen and the yeah, original? Is
1: an original? Yeah, Babe, Pig in the Sea.
2: Oh, for fuck's sake, you twat.
1: <laughs> Nicolas Cage is the farmer.
2: But, yeah, anyway, if without Ben's stupidity, yes. L- um, L- number 18 big. is that'll a, docu- do it's a doc- documentary that's just coming to Netflix. Uh, it's called 14 Peaks. I don't know if you know anything oh, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that. Yeah. It's about a guy who there's, eight, there's 14 mountains in the world like over 8,000 meters and here this guy climbs them all within seven months mm, crazy all about pushing your like the last person to do it took him 16 years to do it because it's just the weather like the training and doing them back to back he like climbs three mountain. he climbs Everest and two mountains in 48 hours well it should take you like 48 hours just to do Everest Mm. Like, this guy is just ridiculous, and it's it's pretty special to watch. Uh, number sixteen is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Again, as mm-hmm. Paul mentioned you can check out the podcast on that. Number uh number fi- uh, what's, numbers, what's that? No, I fucked this up because it's all in a different order now on my list. So at number sixteen, it's a film I'd imagine one of you two is definitely going to talk about more. It's Mitchell and the Machines or Mitchell versus the Machines. Is it Mitchell versus the Machines? Yeah. The yeah. Mitchells vs. The, the Machines yeah, sweet, got that tongue twisted out of the way again and I imagine we'll talk about that in a second number 15 is a film I thought that would be higher up on my list but it's not and it's June. again I don't know if we'd talk about it but I feel like you can't really do anything with this film until the second half comes out because it is very much a part 1 of a part 2 so I'm not really knocking the film for being bad it's just the story needs to develop for you to be able to get a payoff for this film at number 14 is Judas and the Black Messiah. Again, we've done a podcast on this quite recently. Uh, we talked about it in great depth. And number 13 is R- The Riders of Justice. I watched this film recently. I don't know. If, I think Paul's seen it and I think you quite like it, don't you, Paul? So is it coming up higher with you, Paul? We'll see will at me. Okay. We'll talk about that one in a bit then. And number 12 is a film Paul mentioned quite briefly. It's The Harder They Fall. I think we spoke about this quite recently again in one of our End of Month specials if you want to go check that out and getting knocked out of my top 10 into number 11 is a film again I thought I'd like more and the more I think about it the less I like it but again I I really really want to rewatch this film and it is last night in Soho. It didn't quite make the top 10. It just fell out of that top 10 but I don't know why. The more I think about it the, the more it kind of gets wobbly especially when I speak to Paul about it but I don't know. Rewatch it to go back up there again. Well,
1: we can have a dissection of that in a bit when we go into the detail. Can we? We got anything to say there about what Adam had to say? Nothing. No. Okay. I'm
0: very happy with everything he's said. So yeah.
1: All right. Run down mic quickly. Sorry. Is can you hear that? The the washing machine is really making no, a no. loud noise at the moment. No. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. Well as I said to the boys very briefly I was very sure I saw Licorice Pizza two nights ago and I was very sure that it was going to be appearing in my top 20 it don't even beat any of these films I'm about to list out which is a shocker Paul Thomas Anderson fucked up because he wasn't able to beat my number 20 which is Tiger the Tiger Woods documentary I watched that in like February this year Paul Thomas Anderson couldn't beat that Look, the Tiger documentary was very interesting. I knew roughly about No Man's Career, uh, but it was presented in a very, very interesting are way. All of
2: your films eight out of ten, by the way, because all of my lot were eight out of ten.
1: Well, all of mine are eights, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I can leave all mine were.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yes, Tiger oh, no, very no, wait, interesting. Wait, wait, no,
0: uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. Let me just clarify. Only my, the Batman animated one was a number
2: nine. It was a nine. Okay. Oh shit! So your top ten is all nines intense ah. so is mine
1: yeah
2: Ooh. i've got quite a few eights in mine silly
1: <laughs> Carry uh, on. yes tiger let me start again tiger <coughs> is my number 20 and it's a tiger woods documentary very interesting very well told in two parts uh he's sort of like rise and fall both on and off the concourse i knew some of it i didn't know all of it uh but it's presented in a very interesting way uh there's no tiger woods himself in it speaking but i think that's the reason for that is obvious based on the things that he did of course mm. but it's very interesting uh, my number 19 is Luca very much enjoyed that as well I watched that in Scotland uh, while we were in our uh, accommodation off the lock so I was in a very chilled mood anyway so I was probably willing to give it the benefit of the doubt but it was very good I liked that it was essentially gay characters but they, uh, they're Pixar so they couldn't say it out, out and out but mm. two gay boys uh, and about not being afraid to hide that, even though you did hide it, because you couldn't quite say that in the film, because Indeed. because it's still taboo, it's still, it's mm. still taboo for kids to accept, uh, be accepted like that in in film. But you know, they're they're at least dying. Number eighteen, Judas in the Black Messiah we spoke about this at length on our episodes it was on on your list as well uh i, I still think highly of it but same sort of comments that i have with, with the malcolm x um thing i think it works better as it is as a uh essay to read rather than a film to enjoy number 17 is a film called mass which is uh i won't tell you too much parents there's a church hall that is being prepared for some people to arrive at it A table's placed in the middle of the church hall. The lady who's organising it is being supervised by this sort of like law enforcement person. And you don't really know what's going to happen. And then finally a couple turn up and then another couple turn up and they sit around this table and they have a conversation for about an hour and a half. And then you find out what has happened in their past to connect them. And it's something terrible very, very terrible that happened, and it comes out through the conversation. And I love dialogue, so I was really on board with the film. But then, as the name would su- suggest, it takes this twist at the end and becomes slightly, I may have misread it, but slightly too religious for me. And mm. it spoils everything that came before because it was almost like, but find find future and salvation in God. And I do not like, eh, I don't believe in that cunt, so I won't do that. Number 16, The Hard Day Fall. We've said it very good cowboy film regardless of it even being a a black cowboy film it was a very good story black and all black cast adds another layer to it and the soundtrack adds another layer to it very very enjoyable very good second half better than the first half and i really like the reveal at the end number 15 paul will be very very happy or maybe he won't be maybe he thought he'd be higher but i th- think this is a big win jack's it's jack <laughs> Zack snyder's justice league that is uh, number 15 i was very thrilled to watch it i enjoyed it very much so uh i don't i i, I don't have a problem with dc as i've said before i don't have a problem with dc I have a problem with wonder woman but i don't have a problem with dc and i thought the story was very well told i enjoyed it it was engaging very visually spectacular lost a little something in that final hour because it went too actiony uh for me but um i was very invested and i really enjoyed it and i could see how you would absolutely fucking adore that one uh, it was very good number 14 the Mitchells versus the Machines a lot of heart a lot of laughs, hard for a film which isn't out of the Pixar uh, stable to come along and make a good animated film but this was very fun very heartfelt you know again a character who is lesbian bisexual I don't know she's not she's not straight she's not cis uh, so that was very refreshing um, she was a filmmaker The jokes kept landing. They were consistently good jokes, and it was the perfect film that appeals to both kids and parents, so that was great. Number 13... I I feel like I'm saying all these numbers wrong. No, 13 uh, just came out on on Disney Plus over here in the UK. It's Ridley Scott's The Last Jewel, and it is uh, a film film told in three parts, and when I saw the first part, I didn't know there was going to be a second and a third part, and I watched the first part, and I was like, fuck this, because... The characters are behaving appallingly and uh, this is very regressive and uh why should i care about this story and then the second part resets the narrative and tells it from a different point of view and then the third part resets the narrative and tells it from another different point of view and if you don't know what it's about that's the best thing go into it watch it because by the end when the last jewel comes up there's a lot at stake uh and i really enjoyed the way that he told the story but Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and Adam Driver's acting is pretty appalling across the boards. they all look like caricatures and for some reason I don't know why Ben Affleck has this blonde beard and hair there was no need for it at all he looks ridiculous number 12 Malcolm and Marie that was very high up and it's been in the top 10 for the longest time but as the year has gone on it's Katie's comments more than anything that have always been niggling at the back of my head because Katie knows this Katie has very strong opinions on characters who are who are uh, flawed and she doesn't hold much water in allowing them much breathing room in a film she wants them to be punished and I didn't ever really think that Malcolm wasn't being punished because I thought his punishment was essentially that he was being spurned by Marie in that film but listening to what she said at that time it really the more time goes by the more right I think Katie is on that front and I don't know if she just poisoned my mind early and has ruined that film for me or not. But for every film that comes along, I, that is an eight. I always think, is it better than Malcolm and Marie? And if it has no, (laughs) yes. (laughs) 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 And it kept pushing it down, but it is a shame because it was, it was very well acted. Zendaya is amazing in that. Amazing. in that very beautiful as well. And, uh, Thingy Washington, John Denzel Washington, John David Washington. John David Washington. John David Washington. Very good, but again, the things that Kate said really poison me because she said he doesn't act; he just shouts at the camera, and it's true. He does that, not in an Al Pacino way. He just shouts. He the more shouty he can be, uh, doesn't necessarily mean he's acting well. And that is when I think about his performance, the things I remember the most is him just raising his voice and ranting. So uh, I'm glad it's not in my top ten. Um, But I really appreciated it early on. And it was a lockdown film, so praise to it. There was a lot going for it. Yeah. Finally, number 11, No Time to Die. Uh, I was surprised to have a Bond film this high up. Um, I don't really care about the Bond films, but I do always watch them. I watch all the Craigs. This was one of the better ones. Uh, Still not as good as Casino Royale or Skyfall. And uh, I managed to stay away from spoilers. So when things happened, I was like, oh, okay. Bold move. So I'm intrigued to see where they will go after this.
2: Lovely. I just reset. I would say no. time can to die Can they reset? Was the film. Can they reset? No though? film to die was no the film, film to that die twentieth. <laughs> no time to die was the film that's at twentieth on my list that just got knocked out because of oh, the whole Brexit really? well, woman situation. So deserves it.
1: Uh, th- well, I, I presume some of these films that we've spoken about are going to be in our top ten, so we can go into more detailed yeah. discussion yeah. after.
0: Yeah. I guess Excellent. we just go straight into it. Okay. So we're going to do it a little different. We're all going to do our tens, nines, eights. We're going to do it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we won't talk about the film if until... someone else has it higher. Unless, yeah, if, until the person has it higher on the list yeah. comes about. Yes. Okay, so shall I start off with my number 10? Let's have it. Okay, my number 10 is the part two to the DC animated film, Batman Long yes. Halloween. This is, this is what I love so much about Batman, where it's like a grounded detective story. I haven't personally read the comic book, so it, everything was a surprise for me. I know people who have read the comic book don't like it as much, because you never will, will you?
1: No. Most no. people don't. won't. Unless, unless it's like the most accurate, faithful adaptation. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I don't know what has been taken out, what's been added, I don't know. But I enjoyed it as a story. It is about a serial killer going around killing people on Halloween. Um, we- no occasions of the year so it's like it'd be on Thanksgiving then it'd be on Christmas it's like all different times of the year someone will turn up dead and Batman's trying to hunt them down trying to find out who it is so many Batman villains in it which I absolutely love I want to see them all all the time and great great story violent dark that's what I love
1: good 18 rated is it probably not it's probably a 15 well, on that point, I when we saw the trailer for the Batman before the Matrix the other day, mm. uh, we said so refreshing to actually see no Joker because mm. not that there is a problem with Joker, but like it's just Joker all the time, Joker, 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 Joker all the time. So, like, yeah. let's have something more than just Joker.
0: I think it's gonna be a while before we see a Joker again. Mm. Yeah, well, Someone I don't know, mate. Do
1: he's been he's been out there for fucking he's decades. Hashtail, we'll see. We'll see a, we, we potentially might see a Joker too and that'll be it. I'm really not are you interested in Joker 2 thing the about Joker is him going from average schmo to Joker yeah. at the end Joker yeah. 2 is. I is don't know what. what it has to offer really no I really don't want to see that
0: yeah well that's my number 10 anyway long Halloween part uh, why two. don't
1: you like while we're on the topic of animated Batman why don't you like Mask of the Phantasm as much
0: I I, I why don't I like it as much like why don't I give it like a 9 why Why'd you give it a 7 because I don't know what did I say in my, I whenever I watch it I just feel, I feel, I find it forgettable in comparison. Um, I,
1: the only reason I ask is because uh, I know I know like, people love it. People love Alex it so much. is like one of his favourite films of all time.
0: Yeah, it it I came to it late. It could be that it could be just mm. nostalgic value. I give it a seven. So I said. It's lovely returning to the beautiful animation style in Master's Phantasm. The flashbacks to a younger Bruce Wayne finding his feet paired with a surprise pre joker story is what makes the film. The rest is very by the books and predictable.
1: Mm.
0: So no surprises, I guess. That's no, su- why no I, I surprises. Find it.
1: No alarms and no surprises, please. Mm.
0: Next number ten. Go on,
2: Adam. Are we doing it in order? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. My number ten, he's stuffing his face with chocolate, listeners. He's been <laughs> stuffing his face with chocolate. But we've been recording for two and a half hours. It's now so a he needs lunch chocolate to, to get through.
1: He has I'm thirty bars sure. of Milka. This <laughs> oh yes, animal, happy cow. Good eat it. Let's h- hear your number ten. I'm very anyway, sorry to interrupt. My
2: uh, number ten is a film that I'm. Yeah, it took me. It surprised me. This film. Um, it's Benari. I don't know if any of you got it higher. What the hell is that? I didn't even add it to get it to my list.
1: Oh, Minari. At-
2: Minari. Yes. It's on your watch list, Paul. Ben, ben um Yeah, it's on my watch list. Yes. It's about a family that moved to America in the early 1980s. And um, he's trying to set up a new life for his family, becoming a farmer. And um, I think it's really kind of going correct, nothing his way and he's got to deal with his son who is um, very curious let's say I think mm. the, would you subscribe to that Paul? You've seen it haven't you Paul?
0: Yeah, I'd, th- yeah. The, the acting in it and some of the characters are the best thing about it but I don't think the story is really that interesting for me that's why I didn't, it didn't, mm. okay. didn't really grip me that much Adam like films
2: with that guy in from Walking Dead mm. I yeah. mean it's only that and Burning I've seen him in I know been very good um, at both of them, I think. You're a big fan. But yeah, of anyway, it's about the struggles of trying to set up everything, where you've got all of this going on. Um, he have got his mother-in-law there. It's just, yeah. I it can't, I, I was very, very pleasantly surprised about how much I enjoyed this film. I wasn't expecting much of it. I just saw it kind of in the Oscar run and fall, okay. But, yeah. And the well, grandma in it is wonderful. Yeah. She's a great little character.
0: Yeah. But there's a scene in it where... They they work in a factory where they separate chicks, whether they're male or female. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they, they put the females in one pile, the males in the other pile, and they just burn all the males. That's right, yeah. Because yeah. they're no good to them, yeah. Yeah, don't like it.
1: No, well, no, certainly not. Mm. Who would like it? Adam. It's farming practice <laughs> Terrible farming practice <laughs> I mean, you don't. <laughs> Terrible farming practices. They're no good to, to man That or is beast. why he
0: gave it a 9 out of 10.
2: this or is 8 out of 10. Okay. He didn't like that much. All spot. of them until, like, number five or eight. Oh, oh really? You're a harsh marker this year. I am yeah. well. Well, but anyway, I very much enjoyed
1: this film. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Good. Well, that's on the watch list, too. My number 10 is The Father, uh, the Anthony Hopkins uh, Alzheimer's Dementia film with Olivia Colman. Saw it earlier this year. In fact, one of the few times I saw Adam earlier this year, he went in for one film. I went in for another, and then we met afterwards. Don't know what you saw while I was in The Father. Yeah. That's, that's yep. not an answer, <laughs> uh, but uh, it was very good because uh, it's about uh, you know I always like a film about Alzheimer and dementia because of, of personal experience and when they're done they're done well and differently that's very interesting and the thing that was interesting in this film was it was filmed from his point of view like the point of view of someone with dementia so when he looks at one thing and then looks away and then looks back the actor has changed who's playing his daughter or oh, wow. the room that he's in has changed and he's now seated somewhere and his confusion your your confusion is his confusion and it plays out like that so it's very oh, it does very, cool. very good there's a, there was like a video online about alzheimer's uh years ago where you control someone walking down the street and it's how someone with alzheimer's would respond to just walking back home from the shops all these different things that keep coming up mm. um and it reminded me of that but it's very very good brilliant performances all around uh that's not true Brilliant performance by Anthony Hopkins. Coleman, yes. Supporting cast is not very good, which is why it doesn't get the ten. Okay, that's what holds it back. If the whole cast had been top notch, it would have been a ten out of ten. And the finale, the final scene, really goes for the heartstrings, but it didn't quite work for me because it it was too overwrought. But it was it was very good nonetheless. It's one of those films I really that keep really meaning to
2: watch and as yeah, soon as see. it becomes available or I get a chance to watch it, I'll watch it. Fantastic performance from him. Great performance
0: from Excited him. Excited for that. Yes. Right, my number nine. It's No Time to Die. Mmm. Hey. As, uh, no one else got this. It's me now, hasn't it? No, no. So, uh, mine was, yeah. So, for me, I have, I've watched all the Bond films. So, it's a wonderful piece of... Well a, a, a little bit for like, you. A, little, a little like Ghostbusters. It's like a little bit of like a nostalgic gem where it's like, oh yeah, playing playing back to those old films. Um I think the like especially that initial first twenty minutes, the action in it is absolutely wonderful. Fucking so good when, when he's like driving the car through um uh, yeah, Where is yeah. he? Yeah. Where is he? Uh Italy. Italy, yeah. Italy, yeah. Um and uh without going into too much spoilers, I've, i I I wanted to speak about this with you. Okay. For a while, but um, we have all the time in the world. Yeah. Right. The song. Yeah. It features in a film called um, "Honor, Majesty, Secret Service," right. which was the standalone George Lazenby Bond, yeah. right? And I don't know how much I can say. I might just say it. People, people, just fine. So, in this film. It's the only time that Bond has ever got married yeah right he got married to this lady and they they're sitting in this car and he says to her we have all the time in the world now right and then the song plays we have all and that's the theme for that movie yes yeah, yeah in that film she dies right and it's and as soon as they played that at the beginning of the of the movie in this no time to die I was like oh look it's almost like playing with me like this is this is a precursor to what's going to happen in this film.
1: She's. Would you think so? You, you thought she was going to die. It means death, yes. right?
0: The song means death, and I was like, oh, See, and just that little little like Easter egg was just like, oh,
1: it's not the saying going to die. Yes,
0: but
2: it was wonderful. I loved it it was I I I did very much enjoy it. I was surprised about how much I enjoyed it yeah. there was a couple of things throughout the film that did let it down especially when I rewatched it because I watched it about twice about, about four days mm. Um, there was yeah it did have its little issues and stuff um, it could have I feel like it's just very long it's two hours 45 like 245 it, is... mm. mm. it doesn't feel it but it's especially on the rewatch it is long and I think
0: Rami yeah. Malik was a bit forgettable now there yeah. we go You, the, you yeah, hit that's the nail on the
2: that is why it's not a good the, it's not a great the film the villain because of isn't Malik. him awful. Film, the villain isn't really him in the film is it
1: no but, but also he can't act Rami Malik cannot mm. act he's the same even when he's a fucking villain it, uh, he's not a good uh, actor by any stretch strategy imagination I thought he was weak as hell in this I mm. didn't believe him as that character I didn't believe he was miscast. They should have cast someone fucking He better. always
0: plays the same kind of character, doesn't he? It's like yeah. really downplayed.
1: And he should have been scary person. in that role. Yeah. He should it's because we've had these amazing villains. We've had like Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. As, um, but, but you know what? That's the problem with casting someone just based on like Oscar bars and big success. He yep. got that role because of Bohemian Rhapsody. That's it.
2: Mm. And also, you got to remember when this film was meant to come out. It was meant to come out. Was it eighteen months before it actually did? Mm. It probably might have been a bit of a different thought of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was. Yeah, I did. I do. It's one of the better Craig films. It's obviously not as good as Casino Royale, Skyfall, like Ben said. It is. Yeah, really, yeah I agree. Th- In my, it, it, he goes one, one good, one bad, one good, one bad. That's yeah. how Craig's run has been. Yeah,
1: that's how it goes.
2: But yeah, yeah, it's a good. Yeah, it's a nice way to. Finish up this the thing is, before
1: films. we watched it, we were like, oh, we need a refresher on what happened in Spectre, because we watched it, but we just couldn't remember the detail. And we watched like one of those 10-minute recaps on YouTube. And when you watch the 10-minute recap, you're like, fuck, that That looks like a good film. <laughs> but then I remember watching no. it, and it's like, it's not, because, yeah, exactly, it, you can tell yeah. it in 10 minutes, and they yeah. just made it rubbish. Yeah. the uh, band's too long. Well, but without, I mean, we all know, everyone, whether you've seen the film or not, we know that's the end of the Craig era. Yeah. So the next Bond film or 007 film, uh, are we set up? Do you think we've got, we've been introduced to the next 007 slash Bond or they got what, a cost? from somewhere? that film? Nah. You don't think, think someone so. from that film is, is going nah. forward?
2: Nah. Okay. All right. Nah. It'll be so different. They're, it, they're not good. They said they're not going to do it for another five or six years now. So there'll be a nice gap. If they So,
0: the the lead double O agent, I can't remember her name.
2: Mm. She, she doesn't have a name, name in it, does she?
0: Let's this, this honour her by saying her name. Oh, the actress's name. Yeah. Uh, okay. Lashana Lynch, right? Yeah. I don't think she was very good. David Lynch's daughter. Anna Diarmus, if they made her the bond, I'll be yeah, up for that. If she was more amazing that, in that film.
2: Anna in a short was in it 20 for minutes. Too too short. She exactly. should have had more of her. Exactly. That is is that's what made it so good. in the film. Mm no, but you could have done with more of her. We need a little bit more of her. I would have liked a little bit more Anna Di. Of course,
0: honest. of course. But that's what
1: makes it.
2: That's what makes it so well
0: with the us because kind of it was thing, so but... small and so sweet, and it's like, oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, bring her back.
1: Anyway, uh, yeah. th- so I, there's a lot of people out there who uh, would be very cross at Bond for daring to uh, for the Bond films for daring to bring in a black woman as the as one of the most uh, prominent characters in this film. Mm. And someone someone that I spoke to recently said the trouble with this Bond film and I can kind of see what he was he was saying. The trouble with this Bond film is that it's saying look how woke we are and progressive but only because of the terms you as an as a franchise already laid down. You are a a inherently regressive, backwards, misogynistic franchise. her character wasn't so, very uh,
2: that, that good in it. She didn't really actually serve a purpose apart from being thrown up on the screen. In my that to, to actually, what she commits to the storyline, Bond just takes over from it every single time mm. she has something to do. Mm. But. Anyway, well, I feel like we're going to get very close to actually really kind of spoiling this film. So to yeah, kind we won't of very say no much, more about it. Very much trying on edge shows here, but um.
0: anyway, anyone ha- who has a problem about a woman becoming Bond, just fuck off, twenty first century. Who yeah, cares? yeah, of
1: course. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 my problem my problem with that it wouldn't be a problem with that. It would be my same thing as with Ghostbusters when they mm. brought the women to do it. Why would you want it? Do your yeah. own thing and do it better. Yeah, you can be I agree. Bond is beneath you, ladies. That sounded very condescending. Bond is beneath <laughs> you. You don't need a traditional male franchise yeah. to yeah. then become your own. Do your do your own and do it better because we know you do and you can. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. saying ladies when I'm tr- when I'm trying to be progressive. <laughs> ladies, listen, yeah. ladies. Let me tell you what you need to do. <laughs> my Dave Chappelle moment.
2: Go on in, yeah. Adam. Anyway, so my next film at number nine. It actually stars a Bond villain in it. Uh, I believe you've all seen this film. I think Paul Ben might have seen it technically last year. I'm not sure. Maybe at the film festival, but it's really a this year relief. Um, it is Another Round. I've ah, seen it. Yeah, I've okay. seen it as well. I don't know if it's... Is it higher up on any of your lists? Or? Nope. Okay. No, it was on my list last year. The series. Yeah, it. Just, yeah. It's just... Uh, yeah, I went in with a lot of expectations on this film. And I remember seeing it come out and it came out at the same time as it did with Writers of Justice in the cinema. It was like the two mad films came out at the same (laughs) time for some reason. And um, I'd seen a lot of hype around it because obviously the whole ending of the film everyone was fucking talking about Mm. all over the place. Yes, to its detriment, I think. Yeah, it's like that's what you think the film's going to be but there is a lot more to this film than that. If anything, obviously that is the bit you kind of remember but the film isn't really, that isn't the film at mm. all it's not really anything to do with the film um yeah i, I again <laughs> obviously very much enjoyed this film it's eight out of ten um i've they maybe the thing where it let it down is it did get a bit too maybe like sciencey with it all and you could talk about rise of the justice paul yeah there's the same problem i kind of had with rise of the justice as i kind of had with this is they both got very serious in the way they talked about a subject it was almost like you wanted it ex- all light you wanted all the alcoholism to be bit. a very treated lightly no, no, eh? it was like you were talking about it in a very like experimental mm. way but to a point where it's like this is going to be a fun film at the same time as you're not in a classroom
1: well see i don't I, I mean i didn't have a problem with that i didn't have a problem with it going serious cuz it kind of felt like it needed to go that way but the problem was the concept was a fun, interesting concept, and it's like, oh, wow, that this is a great concept. And then as it started executing it, they did some laughs, and then they went very, very serious, which is fine. Mm. But then it kind of – it runs a little too long for me anyway. It, it goes on for a little too long. And the ending is the most damaging jarring. thing. Yes, I hate the ending so much. I mean we won't spoil yeah. it for
2: people, but –
1: the ending it's a very jarring just...
2: ending to the tone of the actual film yeah it is mm-hmm. and I really do get it in some ways it does work it works on as many levels as it doesn't work for me so that's why I, f- I still kind of enjoy the film the concept is fascinating the idea that just a little bit of
1: alcohol in your blood system will bring your performance up ever so slightly not so much that you're Like, inebriated and drunk, so you can't operate, but to give you that little, that, like, you know, when you go into, Dutch courage, yeah, that bit of Dutch courage, like, if we constantly just had Dutch courage in our system, we would all operate fantastically better as a society, I think we would, if that was the case.
0: See, that's, that is the bit that fascinated me too, but then... I feel like it goes in the wrong direction because then it's like, okay, now we need to test more, more alcohol, and it's like, well, you we know what's going to happen with more
1: alcohol. Mm, yeah, it's I know. Like,
0: that's the wrong. You're going the wrong direction because I, we know you're just going to act stupid mm. as a drunk person.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that that was alcoholism essentially setting in for yes, all of them, right? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's always good to see Mads, of course. So yeah, Mads, fantastic. But that was number nine, so. Mm. Good. What's your number nine? Uh, my number nine last night in Soho. So I guess this okay. is the highest that it goes. Um, yeah. As t- This is another one that as time has gone by, a bit like Malcolm Memory, as time's gone, gone by, I've thought more about things that I didn't like about it than things that I did like about it. Yeah. But at the same time, I think the key thing without spoiling things for people is the big problem, the main problem that everyone seems to have and that that I have is the, the final act at, or, or reveal at the end. And... The only way I'm sort of able to justify it to myself is Giallo films were made in that way. They had a final act which was ridiculous and unforeseen and uh, unpredictable. And since I do think Edgar Wright was trying to make the London-based Giallo film, I think maybe he is aware of that. And uh, that's why that final twist comes into play but i think it undermines everything that comes before it which is done so so well uh apart from a couple of rusty performances i love the setting of course like i'm saying the thing about enfield and conjuring but like setting a film in soho on the streets of soho making it a love letter to cinema and soho in a very perverse way uh resonated with me because it is it's an area that i go to a hell of a lot but i appreciated the bravery of showing that the good old days were not the good old days. And mm. uh with that nostalgia comes a lot of bad shit along yeah. the way. And I really liked how the men were portrayed both in, in visions and in flashbacks and whatever and the evolution of those those men. We heard our dear Paul on, on guesting on We Watched the Thing podcast and I think I think you and Billy said that you weren't a fan of the um the uh I don't know if this is a spoiler so none of it's not a spoiler. Like the, the ghostly men. The ghost men, yeah. I they fucking terror. They're very scary for me. I was really yeah, scared were. by them. But then something happens with them at the end, right at the end, which is not not so cool. It's just,
0: it's just trying to justify what kind of angle you're coming from. Are you trying to make this about women's women's power empowerment, mm. or
1: like where where is it coming from? without trying to spoil but, an ending. But the thing is, I guess it does work on different levels because it's like okay. You could do a film which is about put upon women, misogynistic men, downtrodden women, tragic ending for them.
3: Mm.
1: Or you could do that and also go, but also women, well, in the same way that I haven't seen Promising Young Women, but in the same way, like women can also have their revenge.
3: Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah. But, you know, the, the truth has of level, the matter has is, levels, I, I think him, him what's he called, Edgar Wright doesn't know how to end a film anyway. I haven't oh, yeah, seen a film with an ending that 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 worked for me. Shaun of the Dead. Can't even remember that ending. What is it? Um, we, we mentioned this the other day when you said it. He's sitting on this couch with with the, with the zombie. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's the very end scene. But how does the how, What's the ending of the film? They're in the pub. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but what's the ending? What happens? At the end? His friend sacrifices himself, and they <laughs> raise up through the through oh, the pub. He, lift. Without,
2: yeah, I'll try not to go into spoilers. No, still, right. but
1: yeah. yeah, but we can spoil Shaun of the Dead, surely. <laughs> all right. Anyway, but yeah, I don't think he knows how to end a film. But yeah, this this will be like the Great Enigma. Did he? He does tend to be to fair, do that do, or not?
2: in all of his films. thinking about it now. There always is like a big explosion at the end. Everything's just carnage at the end. Even if you think of like Baby Driver, for example, they got the whole bit in mm. in the car park scene. Mm. Like there's always that. It's almost like a final bang. That's most films, the film though, ends. really, especially in the action. Yeah, film. but he. Yeah, and yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. yeah hang on did he do Scott Pilgrim yeah. yeah yeah see you know what I said at the time that I thought that Last Night in Soho was his best film I think it might actually be Scott Pilgrim I'd need to re-watch both to I be think sure. I'd agree with you what that Scott Pilgrim that is Scott better?
0: Pilgrim's better not it's the best film well of you course yeah, yeah, of you d- 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 the best film care for it yeah
1: anyway that, that Last Night in Soho you can yeah. hear Paul Wax lyrical on the other podcast if you want to hear more about it yep
0: yeah. we watched a thing go check it out My number eight, Adam's mentioned it. It's Riders of Justice, the other Mads Mikkelsen film.
1: Mm, Mads is all over our list this year.
0: I think this works so much better than another round. It is about a group of very damaged people coming together. Whether that's damaged like mentally damaged or damaged as in they've lost someone, they all come together to without trying to ruin it. This big accident happens, and these two scientists. They they study the probability of the accident and whether the people involved and the way the accident happened, it whether it was happened by accident or on purpose.
1: All right, okay.
0: Right, and everything points to the direction of this has been like a hand's been forced and this has been happened on purpose. So someone's to blame. Right. So they go out for justice, right. and the whole film is just about fate, consequence and yeah. whether this whole thing has been created out of their own will to want revenge or or is actually what they say it is. Yeah.
2: It's very See, this very is interesting. this is the thing. I enjoyed the film. It took me bite by- I again didn't really know much about it. I saw the trailers of it and then it came onto Sky quite recently and I was like, oh okay I'll give that a watch um it's very well layered this film i think it doesn't it is a film that if it wasn't well laid it could get old quite quickly but again the problem is is they focus too much on the science side of it and explaining everything i loved and everything they get involved with it all it's i don't it feels very want.
1: ain't got no time for science in films
2: no No, but the dynamic the, dynamic the dynamics between, the between everybody, like so, good. everyone's it's a funny. completely different person, known and they're all coming together.
0: Yeah, you uh, can see they they feel like really <laughs> damaged people. Like it's all almost, the
2: cast. it's almost like it sounds really hard, but like you and people have that stereotypical thing of English people have about like Germans. Everything needs to be perfectly engineered. Everything needs to come to, and there needs to be a reason for everything to happen, and they over-explain why everything needs to happen. Without, It doesn't have like a natural flow. It's almost like, no, we're doing this because we're telling you that this, this, and this happened. It's a bit like with the other round, whereas... What it's you're saying right
0: now is what they do in the film.
2: <laughs> and hence, yeah. creates the whole plot of the film. Yeah, I know it does, but at the same time, <laughs> they go too far with it. You don't need all of that. I'm intrigued
1: to watch this film just to understand
2: what the fuck you two are talking about because I'm so lost with all this. But I need to
1: watch it now. I feel like I'm quite lost now as well. <laughs> I need to watch that. It's a very good film,
0: and it's better than another round, in my opinion.
1: Okay, I'll be. That's checking all I it have out. to say I will be about that
0: without any spoilers. Okay.
1: How did you see that? It is on Sky. On Sky. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to wait then.
2: Okay, next up on my list at number what's this now? It's number eight. Is it? We're number eight. Yep, number eight. Yep, yep. is a film called Nobody. I know you all know about this film, don't you? Oh yeah, or oh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, mm. another revenge you love that film. film. Yeah, Oh, it's great fun. I very much enjoyed it all. I like seeing Bob Odenkirk in this kind of role, and just yeah, and <laughs> without giving it away, it's just yeah, you just want a revenge plot, and it's you just yeah.
1: You love the extended Breaking Bad universe. That's your Marvel. <laughs> that's your DC uh, thing. Anything connected to Breaking Bad, you're going to cream over regardless. I mean,
2: Aaron Paul has done some terrible films. And so is Brian Croissant. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I bet Croissant. you still watch them all, though. <laughs> I haven't actually watched all of them, though. Uh But, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I just say go watch it. And I don't think you really know. It's just a revenge film that's done well. with lots of good action sequences. Um yeah, and a nice little plot that actually runs through it all and explains the reasoning for everything. Makes Does it sense. feel like John Wick
1: is the only reason this is happening, though?
2: Mm. Like to an extent, imitation yes. Imitation John Wick. It's not an imitation of John Wick. John Wick, Wick light. But yeah, in kind of some ways. It's kind of John Wick, but obviously he's not like a John Wick person. No. He's not like, I've got a million set of skills kind of guy. He's like me. Not quite you, but... Right. he's got some right. skills Jesus. but he's not, not a million said he's that got, with his full chest he's got some skills but he's not got a million skills
1: like me I get it yeah okay I understand I understand the comparison now yeah <laughs> I hope Bob Odencoe recovers very well from his heart attack and, and we've yeah. heard why. yeah we want better call Saul we need the next episode we need the well, n- yeah. last season is it the is, final is, season isn't it is not it the last it? season yes yeah come on reveal it and then they'll do a spin-off of that as well and it'll be Mike before Better Call Saul, the actor just keeps getting fucking older and older and older.
2: To be fair, Better Call Saul is very, very good, and if they kept making other stuff, if they make it as well as they made this, I'm all there for it. I'm happy for them to
1: end it with this final season, though. I, I feel like it's now got so far since Breaking Bad that it doesn't have the points anymore. So we just need to, let's just finish this story up. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, my number eight, Matrix Resurrections.
0: Oh. No spoilers, please. No
1: spoilers. I'll be very, very careful here because, of course, I know that Paul uh, is very excited, so I won't give any spoilers. So, what I will say is, uh, so this is a nine. Oh, all of these are nines, by the way. Um, that I rewatched the trilogy in the lead up to it uh, with with Jenny, who's the big fan of the Matrix films, and I rewatched the first Matrix, and I was like, "This is fucking brilliant. I finally get it. Now I get it." I In a way that I didn't really, back in the day, I was like, I clock this, I feel this now. And then the second one, Reloaded, I was a bit disappointed by when, in hindsight, I remember actually enjoying that one. Uh, So I was like, oh, not so good, a bit messy, a little bit almost like the TV movie version of The Matrix is what it felt Mm. like. Mm. Um, And then uh, not Resurrections... um, What's it called? Revolutions. Uh, Revolutions. The third one. Revolutions brought it back up again. And the thing that I realized about the whole trilogy that I like the most is stuff happening in the Matrix. I was less interested in what was happening in Zion and how Zion was presented because I like the idea of a human race outside of the machines And how we kind of were, that it was hinted at in the first Matrix, because they were all just on that spaceship. It was just them on the spaceship, Mm. a bit like Alien, right? So in Alien, you see them on the spaceship, you don't know anything about their home lives, you don't want to know anything about their home lives. So in Reloaded, when we got so much Zion, I was a little bit like, I in a way don't care about zion now you've removed something but when you go back in the matrix that's what i feel for so with all that in mind and i like the third one with all that in mind going into this and knowing nothing about it what i was presented with was probably the best version of the new matrix film that i could have had in line with what i wanted there are how do i say things without even hinting at spoilers i liked what they've done with um the neo and trinity characters is uh feels like the brilliant next logical step uh, in, in in the series. I can't see the Matrix films without now seeing this one. I see it all as now connected and the opening 30, 40 minutes are very disorientating to the point where you're like, I'm not sure I understand what's going on and I'm not sure if I'm meant to believe this is real or not. And uh, by the end, it's you, you get clarity. And um, it was very just thrilling. It was fucking thrilling all the way through. I liked the message. I liked the acting. I liked the performances. I liked... It's bold. It's bold stuff from Lana Wachowski. It's going into new territory. And it will isolate some people. Jenny, unfortunately... And this is what I feel most bad about. Jenny... And I, I don't know, this may then ring true for you Ooh, as well, Paul. Okay. She was not as much of a fan of it at all. Ooh, uh, okay. Like I and I found it very hard to read in the cinema. And when we came out afterwards, like there were moments when we were watching it where I was so excited because I was like, oh my god, this is great, this is fantastic. And like and a few emotional moments, and I was like, oh wow, wow, wow. So when we came out, I thought, oh, she's gonna she's gonna feel that. She's gonna and afterwards she was a bit like she was like yeah no there were good parts there were parts that I liked the parts that I didn't I was like oh no <laughs> and um, yeah there's not much more I can say I, I, it can't be spoken about really yeah. without going into details of it but um, yeah it, it, I for me as someone who isn't as invested in the Matrix trilogy for me it's the first one and this one that are
4: top That's top tip really really Which top is better two.
1: oh the, the original the okay, original, okay. yeah Interesting. Um the one thing that I will say which I don't believe is a spoiler because you've seen the trailer so you know th- yeah. the thing that the film really does miss out on and I can't quite see the logic is no uh, Lawrence Fishburne.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: And he apparently like he said, they asked him why and he said that he was just never asked. Yeah. Said so Lana Wachowski never asked me. And I don't really know why she made that call because it's is it not-, not both of them then. No. It's just Candyman. Just Candyman. Anyway, I, I, I'm not going to talk anymore about it because I don't want to hit anything. But, 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 but. Uh, Adam <laughs> meant is it not both the directors? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why no. we we're
0: looking like, what?
1: Yeah, no, it's just Lana. Okay. Apparently she said that after the death of her, her parents... They died in quick succession, and she was racked with grief. And uh, she couldn't sleep one night. And she got up and she came downstairs and uh, she started writing this film as a way of sort of like resurrecting because she couldn't bring her parents back, but she could bring Neo and, and Trinity back. I, I, personally, I, yeah, really, really like. Did either of you watch Sensate? No. Okay. It has a lot of cast from Sensei, and from what I'd seen when Jenny was watching it, it had a bit of that aesthetic. It evolves mm. the old Matrix aesthetic and brings new elements. So, uh, yeah, I, I was really impressed. I was really impressed with it.
0: Fantastic. In I'm a way, I wasn't sure I would
1: be. Yes, mm. yes.
0: Lovely. Next. Next. Uh, we have spoken about this film a lot, my number seven, but it took me this long to watch it. This is One Night in Miami.
3: Oh, yes. oh yeah! It was you all spoke this about year. it last year, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> we, we did. did.
0: Yes. Uh, what can I say? Absolutely, the acting is sublime. Mm. The message is amazing. The uh, just to have all these powerful, powerful characters, all in one room, just speaking their truths and fighting out the, what the right thing to to go, how you should go about your lives it's just so well directed it's just so great such a great film
1: yes absolutely. very good acting by all brilliant direction from uh, Regina mm.
0: yeah absolutely I can't, I need to watch it again I've a I, I I, meaning to literally
2: when you started speaking it, then I was like is it still on Amazon because if so I'll watch it again it's an Amazon film isn't it yeah
0: it's an Amazon film yeah okay that's why uh, it took you so long you both saw it at the festival didn't you yeah October yeah. last year yeah I, I got it on Amazon mm. I watched it yeah
1: again like you know if you want it, maybe this was the film we were talking about when we when Fences was brought up before but you know probably one setting pretty much one location setting yep. loads of dialogue characters I love that shit And the great thing about this one was that it was that, but it was also real people. And it was like a fictionalized version of what may have happened in that hotel room. That's what I like. It's like, we can't know what the conversation was behind closed doors, but here's a dramatization that reflects where all these people were in their life. The best scene in that for me is when uh, Malcolm X is talking to Sam Cooke about when he went to see him live and the the microphone cut out on stage. And he just started that foot, foot, thumping and the sound carried through the crowd uh, how malcolm x was like i realized your power there the control yeah. that you could have you should use your platform look mm. what look how you can move Such a people.
0: metaphorical scene
1: yes, yes. Mm. yeah it was great really good
2: mm. wonderful yeah. uh next up for me then is a film again i feel we've spoken about this film it seems to be a, this if i had just some kind of sum up this year in film it would be through this film uh, I actually rewatched this film the other day because I had it highly rated I had it a 9 it's now dropped to an 8. Oh dear. Um yeah, it's Malcolm and Marie. Oh, okay.
1: We're okay. dropping every Malcolm and Marie has dropped like a fucking I did, stone. Uh, yeah. I for did all love three it, of and us. I just,
2: still did love it, but <coughs> then again I took on all the points that we kind of spoke about it again since and I can see a lot more of what we discussed in it. Mm. I still do. I still, I do still think it's actually a, a fantastic film whether, mm. yes, there's probably some moral issues with it and whether you, you it but you're not meant to, I don't think you're ever meant to side with him in the film. You're not meant to side with either of them. You're meant to just watch in some ways, two fantastic actors just smash mm. it out at each mm. other. And yeah, like you said, there is some parts where he's just shouting as acting, but I don't see that's what the character is at that stage. I don't know how you yeah. kind of act it in a different way. Um, it is just a powerful film. It is kind of just, yeah. It does it does leave you feeling something as well. Again, even the second time round, mm. it was, um, yeah. It is about the performances, yeah. And how if you don't if you don't get along with the performances in the film, you'll not get along with the film because the film is. It's a performance-driven film. It's there's it's two about people a, in one house, like a poisonous relationship. So it's, yeah. mm.
0: if you if you if you're not getting all the acting, like
2: the you're not meant, you're meant not to go, to like you're not meant to go. These two are great people. At the end of it, you are not want meant to aspire to be them at all. Yeah. No, you're just
0: yeah. and They're then, constantly and, trying to one up each other with their spitefulness.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she. But,
1: but like, I can't remember. I don't think. I can't remember. I don't think she was spiteful though. He was.
2: She wasn't. Yeah, mm. she was a bit... But, I can't yeah.
1: remember t-
2: 100%. But he was being spiteful about stuff she'd done before. because I remember, that, I forgot about this, but she was. he was saying when she cheated on him and all that kind of stuff. So he's obviously... I don't remember a, that. She was. He was saying... She says to him, how could you not thank me and all of this? And like, and he was like, how can you not think I was ever there, not ever there for you? I was there from the night when you went to the AA meeting and you never went home because you went home with that guy instead. I didn't right. leave you. I stood by you because I knew you needed my help. And all of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of almost like Mm. she's having a go at you for one night and he's having a go at her for... Yeah. Like saying, I still appreciate you. How could you not think I appreciate you? Kind of, I've been with you every step of this way for your recovery. It was
1: good drama. Mm -hmm. I remember feeling that at the time because they would have blazing rows and then they would start making up and then they would have blazing rows again. And I remember being really caught up in that drama. But then I think it was just like, obviously afterwards, thinking a bit more about I yeah. don't know if they didn't that
2: character, yeah. anyway. Yeah, and I, also like gonna... it
1: was interesting. The thing that was interesting at the time is also like if you didn't know that it was directed by a white man, mm. which I can't I can't remember if I knew that or not. Uh, it's like when you find that out after the fact, should that or does that change how you respond? I completely to forgot it? about
2: that again, and I watched the film and halfway through towards the end, I think I was like, "Was this again?" Because he talks. There's a lot of probably it's the dialogue in the film he he specifically
1: makes reference to the fact that he is a black filmmaker and how certain critics assume that because yeah. he's a black filmmaker his film should be talking about yeah. this and it's like if you were a, if that was written by a black person or directed by a black person there's authenticity then to yeah. what is being put on screen but as a white person putting those words in a black character's mouth that that sits uncomfortably with me
2: yeah i agree yeah but also those those, those two must have had some say in the lines of the film, they wouldn't have said it if they did not have said it. Oh, yeah,
1: it. no, no, of, of course. But, you know, but the Green Book, you know, yeah. Ma- Mahershala Ali still acted in that film. He didn't think yeah. it was a racist film, but it's like, but by comparison, when you've got Black Klansmen and then you've got Green yeah. Book and you've got white man saying, hey, racial relations, are, it's all happy. We, we can all be good if we just get along. Mm. I don't Lee's think like, he's Actually. saying we
2: can all get along. Like it's not meant to be happy. No, he was. Part. He was like,
1: "Look how we can connect. Everything could be fine." Like the, wi- the white white man just needs to show the black man that hey, you know, we don't have to all be like this. You you can be a different kind of black guy, and I'll be a different kind of white guy. And Spike and I Lee's try like,
0: "In your chicken?" Because obviously yes. that's, that's and Spike not a Lee's stereotype like a fucking right
1: car was driven by a white man through a cl- crowd of black people just yeah. six yes. months ago. Yes. What's more pressing to address? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Anyway,
2: anyway, yeah, that was my. Was well, that'd be that the last time we right? speak about number Malcolm seven. marie
1: We spoke about Malcolm marie back yeah, in January lot. of this year because it was in our January wrap up, I believe. Yeah, and that's he what was I talking mean, about at like, the end of the year. It's that
2: film that kind of, I feel, definitely defines this year <laughs> mm. of so cinema. Come end of the year, it only stayed in your top ten, yeah. Yep, Look that's a that.
1: lot. All right, was that number seven? Yeah.
2: Yes. Number at? yeah.
1: All right, number seven, June for me. Uh, had the IMAX experience so that was very overwhelming as well of course but you know the the old David Lynch uh, June gets a hard ride like Lynch doesn't like it either because the studio interfered and all of that but I would say in its defence it was wacky and out there as an experience to observe whereas this June incredible as it was was also it felt very much like a polished film and the reason it doesn't get a 10 is it was just ever so slightly too polished for my liking because it all felt very very sanitised throughout its storytelling. So it's epic, it's great. I can't wait to see what happens in the next chapter. I do agree with you, Adam. It does feel like we need to wait yeah. for the second to really fully get it. But that it, that's a criticism, really, because the film should still stand by itself. We should still it be able does, to enjoy this. I'm not it, it. I mean,
2: saying it's bad, I'm not saying... So they
0: started taking you on the journey, but you haven't got a, a, the whole way yet. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it did feel like this film was slightly oh. too long as well. It could have ended about half an hour before it did, and instead, we got what felt like the intro to the next film at the end of this film. And I feel like you could have ended it. Maybe before that's probably
2: that. why I felt like you've kind of almost got going and then it's bad. But I, I mean, think so. If it, it was had quite ended a half an hour ending. before,
1: it was. But I mean, he's a great filmmaker. Um, I loved how fucking serious the whole thing was. Like I said at the time, there was just no levity apart from one moment in it and it's nothing. So when you watch it, it's just like, oh, we are, we are very much so experiencing this fucking thing there's no room for a respite yeah. uh, but Paul interesting. I think Paul you won't like it personally okay. I don't think you like it
2: you say it's about at a some lot point. of films Ben
1: well we should we should reflect and see if I'm ever right
2: I say Paul if you're gonna watch it I say now just wait until the new one's about to come out and then watch it like six months before maybe Okay. I feel like now it's out of the cinemas, you don't need to rush and watch it, if that makes sense. Mm.
1: Uh, you've seen the David Lynch Dune, right? Yeah. So it, it, nothing can be spoiled because it's still that story.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen the David Lynch one. And I was going to, it's come on Netflix <laughs> See, recently and I wanted to watch it, but at the same time I was like, I want to just watch this one first and then go and watch that one. I mean, I tell you what's incredible about this one its that fucking score.
1: mm. Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer fucking turned down Nolan to do this and he made the right choice <laughs> he made the right fucking choice <laughs> it suffered without a Zimmer score
2: we had a lot of things suffering with it but
1: is it my turn it is
0: yeah okay my number six this is the Mitchells versus the Machines Ben's mentioned yeah. this yeah as you said it is f- so fun for adults and children alike children's like children's all the children's <laughs> all the children's um, it's so funny I had a little cry did you end. cry did you I cried what, what I cried alludes when, um, to it it, it wet. I, didn't, I didn't like proper cry but it welled me up when um, the daughter and the dad were on their little they were flying at the end right, <laughs> and they were both singing right, the song right I can't remember what song it was now
1: Do you remember no no, no.
0: No, I can't remember. I just
1: remember there were rainbows around while they were doing it, <laughs> further reinforcing a, the fact that she wasn't straight.
0: Yeah, it's such a great laugh. Uh, the two robots were funny as hell. They the were whole, the um, the dog bread, dog bread, dog bread. Funny. That's the funniest <laughs> joke in the whole thing. Yeah,
1: it's so funny. Dog bread, dog bread. Yeah, it
0: was just a wonderful, a wonderful little ride, and a pr- best animated film of twenty twenty one. Yeah. yeah, I guess I, I agree. I haven't got an anime film higher than that have I? I have not no it's the best best anime film of 2021 there we go
1: it was very good I, I wasn't sure if I was going to gel with it in that first 20 minutes it always takes me a little while because mm. the, whenever they do the characters like they over the top voice acting and acting silly they mm. need to sort of like play it safe before they can break the rules
0: yeah yeah
1: but yeah I, yeah really enjoyed it I thought it was very great good film. great film very very good Mitchell vs. Machines Mitchell versus the Machines
2: ladies and gentlemen Adam, next up for me, we have a film that Paul mentioned uh, earlier on. Um, it's a quiet place too. Oh yeah, this go is on. Tell us why you love nine, it. Nine, nine out of ten of this list. Why do you love right? it? So much? I just feel like coming off the back of the first one, it was such an original and creative idea. Well, let's get. It was a very good spin on a film that no one's really kind of ever done before, and I feel like this film just did it. He just took it again at level, it's just a very good follow-up to the first film. I very much enjoyed the first one and I very much enjoyed this one. I know Ben doesn't agree with him. As say, but I, I'm
1: just I'm just not I I can I don't want to see the next one because the all, first but, one was just whatever.
2: I just I remember watching this in I think it's one of the first films I went back to see in the cinema as well in the new year. It. Huh?
0: Or he added to it.
2: Yeah, it was just kind of nice just to be back out there. I went to the picture house and went out for drinks and everything, and went to see it. I was maybe a bit drunk, but I just had a bit of a really Last v- of
0: Us vibe as well.
2: Yeah, with had the a feeling, I a lot the of us. See, and I don't, Adult. I don't like that too slow, I don't like Last too of us. slow, it's too scary for Ben. Yes, Last very, of Us is scary. Fantastic, but um, <laughs> it's all that slow. It's slow as. Yeah, I just had a thoroughly, thoroughly good time enjoy it in this film. I know a lot of people don't agree with it, and I mean, maybe not on a rewatch, it might not hold up as much as I enjoy it. But at the moment, I still I really do enjoy it it's 9 Good. out of 10. so you should Adam what was that number 6
1: We are number, number 6, six yeah my list yep. is
2: all out of play. so I'm not <sighs>
1: Uh, there's not going to be too much to say about this because we literally did an episode on it a few episodes ago. It's Ghostbusters Afterlife at number six, (laughs) the first (laughs) of the nostalgia bomb. This top ten list is full of nostalgia shit with with, uh, some of the films that are on here. But, uh, you know, I I said everything there is to say about Ghostbusters Afterlife. None of the effects has been lessened a month later. Uh, Really enjoyed it. Very sentimental, emotional. Great for the new generations. Great for the old fan heads. It was fan service done right. And I will say one thing. Um, is that um, I saw Julio commenting on something recently where he was (laughs) criticising fan service (laughs) Uh, he wasn't criticising this he was criticising I can't remember what it was he was criticising I think he was criticising the new Matrix film perhaps it was even oh yeah I
0: think it was, didn't like it
1: yeah he he really didn't like it and um, when he was saying when, when things are done for fan service but it's like hang on a minute I know what you have given no way home Julio and I know nothing about that universe and, and intend to know nothing about that universe I like living in the ignorance of it but I know that that is absolute fan service right so you can't if you can't say oh but because I'm a fan of it it's okay but if I'm not a fan of it oh it's a bad film because then what you're saying is it is completely completely subjective then which is true but then you can't give a negative review to something you're not a fan of because you're, you're saying very it's, brave it's saying this Julio's not here aren't you this is Julio knows how I feel Julio Julio put it on my matrix comment yesterday matrix resurrections he said, said we need to have we, this is one of those conversations we need to have over a drink and then I was like oh let me see what he gave it and he gave it like one star or something so <laughs> this Ghostbusters Afterlife is exactly that situation whereby okay I think it works on two levels because it can work for people who kids probably who've never seen a Ghostbusters film before can come join this and enjoy it and mm-hmm. those who love Ghostbusters watch it enjoy it shit loads of fan service but I also think if you're not a fan you can get something from it
2: my parents absolutely loved that film. They kept talking about it over Christmas. Well, Afterlife. Yeah. They were no, never seen it. Excellent. Good. And I was good. Like, oh, yeah. We really enjoyed it. And they go, Yeah, so did we. And oh, didn't like Ghostbusters that oh, much, Look at like all, all awesome.
1: the generations harmonizing. Wonderful. So what else people would enjoy? What? Our episode on it. Yeah, yeah. People should Definitely. check it out. <laughs> <laughs> no one enjoys that. It's just Ben. Just check it out. We were having a great time. We were having a great time. We were. You're right we're into five. the top fives yeah, we're into top the top five. fives of the year let's have them
0: well we've actually already spoke about this one This is promising young woman number five for me
1: god oh, she's had I'm so worried. much coverage in this bloody episode yeah
0: yeah i've got to yeah, see it talk now. Talk carrie it here, mulligan goodness. Goodness. i love you you did a great job great job yeah bo burnham yeah you did a good job not gonna yeah. not gonna say what happens to your character in that film
2: but it's fine so he dies about no. to say that's just a bigger spoiler. No, it as just say, made you think. Oh, what? You you have
1: she to kills him. She kills him, and he dies because he attacks her. Clearly, that that's is the implication. Yeah, I reckon. <gasps> what if I, I said reckon? you were wrong? Well, then you, that's a spoiler.
0: What if I said you were wrong, but I didn't actually just say you were wrong?
1: Right. You played this trick with Succession before, where you said, "Oh," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Right, okay, so he's alive."
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic film. I watched it three times this year.
1: Three Fuck. times?
0: Yeah, in the space of about two weeks. That's a bit nuts, isn't it? Yeah. It was really good. Still only a nine, though. I didn't give
1: it a ten. I don't think I've watched a single film this year three times.
0: Yeah, it's because I watched, I watched it, it first. Then I was like, oh, I want Zoe to watch this film. So I watched it with Zoe. And then Zoe's friend came over and she was like, this watch Promising Young Woman again. I was like, fucking hell. Really? And I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, we were. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I'll check it out when it becomes free, because I have no money.
2: It's a Sky it's a original, original so. so...
1: Oh, right, well, so, so what does that mean? I'll never get it for free, streaming anywhere.
2: No, it'll only be
0: on Sky.
1: Yeah, well, fuck it. Well, give me your login.
0: I think you can buy You can buy the Blu-ray.
1: I'm not buying the Blu-ray.
0: <laughs> I'll buy it one day, send it to you.
1: Yeah, all right. I've got a birthday coming up in a few weeks, don't forget. <laughs> I'm only joking, don't
2: buy me that. Um <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Um, I was going to say promising one young woman next. so. Well, uh, were you? Yeah. Oh. oh, look at you two harmonised. Sorry.
1: Sorry, I jumped in. You should have said something. So it's we gone from, from Adam's level, other so. one. That's how far up it jumped, right? Yeah, look yeah. at yeah. that. It's gone from your other list to number five in this one. Very impressive. Well, it's very a impressive. nine out of ten. It's the beginning of the nines. Well, Ooh, lovely. I
0: didn't realise you gave it a nine. Yeah. Ooh.
1: Look Beautiful. at that. This is very high endorsement. i have to check it out then. Mm. Uh... My number five is—I know Adam's seen it—is so Spencer.
2: Oh yeah. Ah okay. Yes. This goes up my list a little bit further. So
1: this is on your list. All right. We'll wait until you talk about it. Then fine. Okay.
2: Ooh. Okay.
1: Paul's number four.
0: My number four. Ben's not going to like it. It's the Suicide Squad. Yay! Having to We've also had an episode <laughs> on this. Me, me, and
4: without uh, me, Ad fortunately. Had a good
2: time. Yes. Didn't we? So did yes. Scott. Who was with it? Yeah, Scott. Bad to say, someone else with yeah. us. Yeah, I actually got to rewatch it last night, but I didn't. We watched Godzilla song instead. But
0: not only do I think it's a a great film in its own right, but this is my world. This is my DC world that I just love, and the characters I love. So this is a beautiful little package. This is, this
1: is this is a song we've heard from Paul before, dear listeners. That the, the only rebuttal that I'm going to make on this comment because absolutely it's your world, and and, and you, you love your, your your stuff, and you've got every right to, to love it. The only diff, the only rebuttal that i will throw you away is because dc is and and marvel but we're just talking about dc here is so there's so much that comes out of it there's so many films all the time constantly for generations constantly constantly lots of different filmmakers different versions different actors loads out there Mm -hmm. there's like it's like having 50 ice creams to choose from Mm -hmm. right and uh you love ice cream, so you eat that ice cream and you eat that ice cream and you go, oh, I just love ice cream, so it doesn't matter, oh, that one's walnut, that one's coffee, but really you love chocolate and salted caramel. They're your favourites, but then there's like uh, mint and ginger and you're like, yeah, it's not good, but but it, I love ice cream. That is what I don't get well, because this, you, you... No, but uh, this you, is the you, thing, I don't <laughs> rate all, film, all DC films high, do I? You Generally speaking, sir. That's generally because if speaking. I
0: generally rate them high, it's because I really like them if I but, don't like Shazam I give a 6
1: yes 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 but that that's not really DC is it it is DC I know but it's not I've read it, Shazam that's, that's a kiddie thing you know what I'm talking about I'm talking about these stupid adults that are in there the, the adult superheroes
0: and they give me everything I wanted and I'm hugely entertained as Adam is look Adam he hasn't even he doesn't even read the comic books and he was entertained
2: I did enjoy it it was did you exactly. see it? have you seen it Ben yeah what did you, like give it? It? Oh, you gave it a 6 didn't I you? gave it a 5 Five. Okay, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's not in my top. Hell of a lot of fun. T- top twenty. Mm. But um, <clears throat> yeah. The, but the, I, I, I,
1: as I've said before, we've had this conversation before. I think you can be, you can be, you can love the stuff, but because you love the stuff, you can also afford to be more discerning and say this ain't up to scratch. This, I, you know, I agree. I agree. But you think it was up to scratch? So yeah, it, it, it was up to scratch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate.
0: If anything, it's like I should be I should be What'd you give more Batman, let down when it's a bad thing?
1: What'd you give Keaton's Batman? Nine. Do you? Yeah. And returns? Uh eight. So this Suicide Squad is better than Danny DeVito as the penguin yeah. in Batman Returns. Yeah. I can say that.
0: I loved the penguin as Danny DeVito. I don't like Christopher Walken in that film. Why not? Oh, I just don't like a minute.
1: <laughs> well, we're going to be doing that in the new year.
0: Good,
2: can't wait.
1: Anyway, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. It's for you. It's, it's not for. It's, the it's not for me. Who but needs
2: matters if they enjoy it is you. Exactly. Yes.
1: I just. Uh, oh. Yeah. I've seen how high they can fly, so I don't appreciate it when they fly low. That's that's what I'm saying about the DC films.
2: You have got to fly low, you no? Know, when you're flying, low. Marvel
1: consistently flies low. Marvel just flies low and then occasionally something pops up and goes oh that's surprisingly good but DC should fly high especially nowadays you are going to have the Joker and the Batman the Batman's going to be good we had the Joker a few years ago we've got the Batman coming up next year and in between that you've released this the Suicide Squad you can't tell me that this this Suicide Squad is on the level with them
2: it's not it's better than the Suicide
1: Squad a lot yeah but up in the upper echelons I'm, I'm saying you know Hey, forget this. No, one, no one's opinions has ever changed by this discussion. We've had this for really fucking years. So like fence, one so day you're we're going to have this conversation <laughs> and These and people it's going be stupid. different. I'm telling you that uh, I don't care for these silly things. You've never told
2: us that before, Ben. No, I know. That's true. It's the silly that I don't like, really. <laughs> anyway, shall I go on to my number four? What's number four we're on? Let's have yeah, it. Yeah, it. it's number four. Um, this is a documentary... A which one documentary
1: oh, of course
2: <laughs> um it's the oasis networth film oh yes so it's a documentary film concert whatever you want to call it about their weekend at networth and and you think it's better than supersonic uh no i think supersonic mm. is the better supersonic broader
1: it's more it's broader this everything. is just
2: one weekend and it's all done from the point of view of the friends it's not friends fans so it's interviewing. There's very little with the band in it. There is a couple of interviews and stuff like that. But it's all about fans and it's all about what it meant for them and what mm. The weekend had and all of their stories. Like the whole getting tickets because obviously have the internet you had to phone up, or queue up outside yeah. shops old, to get tickets. school, yeah. Yeah, about getting there because it's in the fucking arse end of nowhere. It's near where fucking Paul lives. Mm. Like it was not sustainable to have half a million people go there over one weekend. Um, and the, like the legend around having a concert at Nebworth as well. Like, yeah, the people who played there, like queen played their last ever concert there. All of these type of things. Um, I watched it in the <laughs> cinema. I took some beers and everyone took some beers in, in the cinema. And, did you? Yes. And it was just nice. It was like, everyone was like enjoying it. And there's probably people who've been there before Were people singing in the screening. Uh, people sang a little bit, but not a lot. I did cause it was only out for like two nights in the cinema. Hmm. Um, And it was also very much like a... You went on Twitter afterwards, there was always fucking people chatting shit about it. But I enjoyed the whole experience, and I finally enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. It's probably not as... I feel like also with Supersonic, if you don't like Oasis, you might enjoy the documentary, but I feel like with this one, you've got to... You've you've got got to enjoy the band. Yeah. To enjoy the gig. But I I did very much, yeah. On that topic,
1: because we can't bring it up, uh, I started watching... I've watched the first part of the... uh, Peter Jackson documentary on okay. the Beatles, Get Back, which is just absolutely stunning stuff. It's
2: uh, it's, it's just Incredible.
1: incredible. It's just... It's such a shame it can't be included in this because I I, I, want, I was actually going to put I wanted it on my list it. but I was a bit like... It's, it's, no, not, really, it's, it's not It's, it's not, a documentary series.
2: Are you loving it? Oh, absolutely. It just gets... At, it's just... I, I, it's I so immersive, it all, man. And then when I watched it all, I was like, what do I do with my life now? Like, I think it was a succession <laughs> and then I watched that and it's kind of like... It's just the, th- the it's thing the that's moment- so good
1: about it is because you're just in the room with them, and they're yeah. just like, Well, it's let's like, try and the find a song.
2: song. The greatest songwriters of all time just at like they're almost like in third gear as well. It's it makes like,
1: you know what it makes me do it makes me really realize that it, it really isn't Lennon who is the genius, it is McCartney. Boy, it is McCartney by that Paul point. McCartney is, is the one who's point, driving it forward.
2: By that point, Lennon had given up. That's the whole thing. This is why. If you watch second and third episode, they do start to come. There is little ruffles between them because it's that whole time of. Well, I they're all, they're we, yeah, we watch that. All, they're all suing the crap out of each other at that point because. And Lennon McCartney was always the one that got everyone back to make a new album. McCart- was McCartney was the
1: professional then. McCartney is yeah. there going, come on, we got to get these songs and like George Harrison. Else? George Harrison's great, and I really like him, but he was, took it too personally when he's, he stepped away at the end of that, that first yeah, episode. He's, but, he, he,
2: but he was saying, especially if you watch the next one, Lennon sits down and they have a conversation about it. No, All right, don't
1: tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know.
2: Yeah, but it's like they're saying how the history of the Beatles, as you know, that by this point, Paul was kind of shitting on George the whole time. For the last three or four albums, he was put The White Album, the final Beatles album, is the only one where uh, George has a song that's, like the actual song of the album he put something on it which while my guitar gently weeps well well, but that was just a song on the album that wasn't the song like something is the song from the white album and you'll see him writing towards the end of it he writes okay all right but the most magical moment is that bit in the first episode where he's where he 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 finds get back no when he starts writing let it be when he just sits down on that piano and when's he writing let it be he just he doesn't write he doesn't write all, but he gets the chord sequence to Let It Be, and he's just sitting on that piano, and they're talking to Ringo, and they're like, "What would you want it to be?" And he goes, "I oh, just I don't care. Can we just have two hours of just watching Paul McCartney play the piano?" Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. just sitting
2: there, and he's just starting to work it out. It's just, oh.
1: who would we be if we were the Beatles? Which one of us would be which Beatle?
2: You'd be John. Paul would be Paul. I'd, I'd be-, be John.
1: Yeah. John is far too chilled out for me
2: to be John. But, like you've always got your mind on other things though you always let like, so much going on you'd be fucking. also rid, you though. realize how fucking annoying uko Ono is in that fucking documentary
1: yes i what know wet blanket is, we've gone know. well off topic here but uh, uh we spent more time talking about that than
2: something else <laughs> yeah this <laughs> yeah, incredible get back i just I'm yes
1: listening. yes uh, yeah that, that's the unofficial endorsement watch get back it's on disney plus everyone my number four is a podcast that we did again not too long ago a couple months ago halloween kills it is still my third favorite halloween film (laughs) continuing the nostalgia bond that has been 2021 to get ghostbusters and halloween films this year and for them to both be as good as they were they had no right to be this good what a great time to be alive uh i'm looking forward to a year next year of no nostalgia films because i've just been inundated this year i know screams a little less nostalgic because it came out later and they've kept on making them but uh i don't i don't think um they're going to be able to live up scream is not going to live up to halloween kills levels of uh greatness because scream kind of has nowhere to go scream the first one was great very original fantastic like referencing the genre re, everything that that it did was incredible the second and third and the fourth then progressively became a okay well sydney's going her friends are going to be killed around her and you have to guess who it is and that's all it was and for the duration of you watching it enjoyable but beyond that not too much sorry scott if you're listening i know how you feel but not too much and that fourth one particularly no gooder this i don't fifth think you
2: can say anything in the world to put scott off watching screen
1: no Fifth is uh, yeah, it's not going to be it's not going to be Halloween Kills level, but I'm still excited for it. But it's not going to be Halloween Kills level. I have really have nothing to say on Halloween Kills. I've said everything that I had to say in that episode. Check it out. Yes. Didn't
2: you rewatch it since? I,
1: I saw it. Had I rewatched it in the cinema when we did that record? No, I did it in the cinema afterwards, and yeah, just doubled down and said, yeah, still, still as good. Feel justified in everything that I said. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I could imagine. I can't wait for it to release in a few weeks. It's coming out on, on Blu-ray, and there's going to be the alternative ending, which I believe is the supposed, the supposed ending where Laurie is on the phone to Michael at the end. Hey. I don't know how they're going to handle that. Why
3: apparently, just the phone?
1: well, apparently, her daughter's phone rings. <clears throat> this is what I've heard. Her daughter's phone rings, and Michael oh. Michael answers it because she's ringing the phone, and Michael answers it.
0: And they just be breathing down the phone. Yes. Yeah.
1: But I've also heard something else about after Michael catches that this we're doing spoilers here I realize but we kind of did it in the episode but in that uh, after Michael catches that beat down from the crowd in the alternative cut him getting up has been cut in such a way where it's much more epic and grand and and like it's 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 framed in such a way that it's much more bombastic when he gets up like a monster finally rising so i'd like to see how that's done anyway interesting halloween kills ladies and gentlemen Mine number three is going to be very
0: short because i don't want to say anything just like i didn't want to hear anything about this this is spider-man no way home i gave mm-hmm. it a 10 out of 10 and it's my third place film oh 10, it, out delivered, 10. it delivered everything that i wanted from it and I didn't I, even know you wanted anything was, from it. I was sitting there, and I was like a like a kid with my eyes open, with a
2: beaming smile on my face the whole way through the film, and it's absolutely wonderful. See, I I, I don't know whether I'm going to go see it or not. I was meant to go see it the day it came out, but then my don't bother, had don't bother, COVID, Adam. and I was. You don't like, need oh. to see it. And now I'm like, oh, this God, wait, is come out the thing. one
0: thing I say about this film: people with no connection to or any like for the Spider-Man franchise or the Spider-Man films, it's not for you. So the don't watch people, it. Same people, yeah. Just don't watch it. <laughs> I watch it I
1: had there. no idea that you gave a fuck about Spider-Man.
0: Spider-Man's probably my, in my top three superheroes. I love I've
1: him. never heard you talking about Spider-Man.
0: I love Spider-Man.
1: You never talk about him. Where's your Spider-Man t-shirts? You have t-shirts of everything yeah, you love. I've, I've never got seen Spider-Man a Spider-Man t-shirts. You've never worn it in front of me, sir. <laughs> That's how you know if Paul's a fan of something, because he has that fucking t shirt. Paul's got t shirts of everything, though. It, well, that's I ain't seen that Spider Man t shirt. T shirts t-shirt. my favourite things. Where's the Spider Man t shirt? In my cupboard right now. What? Well, let's, right well, let's, right well, let's see it in 30 seconds, or it's not true.
0: I can't be bothered. Yeah, I'm I know. Feeling, I'm, I'm not, not feeling too that. well. You're not feeling well. <laughs>
1: well, who am I to criticise, but I'll tell you what, I couldn't care less. I could not care less. And again.
0: That's fine. I know. And I know this is not, not for because the die of hard you. Fans. Not
1: because of you. It's not because of you. It's because all of. It's the anti. Not that cinema should be clubs, there shouldn't be a club for this and a club for that, but the Marvel kids make, make it about that. They make we it about that. We had this conversation
2: 30 seconds ago. Yes, I know. We've done it free time
0: today. Anyway. I'm on the mindset of I can enjoy all cinema, so I should be able to enjoy this and enjoy. But, but, but you prefer the the theme park cinema most of the Great Scorsese films as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Okay. Anyway. Uh,
2: I'm very surprised you're giving that a turn. Number three. I loved it that much. Number three, before you two start falling out again. We not fall out. We have a nice discussion. More shouting at each other. Um, number three for me is a film we did a podcast on. Uh, it was just We're not me doing number three. Oh, yes, we are. Sorry. He's frazzled. He's gone. Sorry. You've got more raz- you all razzled up, Paul. You, we, we, we I'm all in razzled. Mid- we stopped him mid-rant, so he's still got like a little bit left to burn off in there. and We he's did not let him do it. I know. Anyway, it's a podcast that me and Paul did. You weren't invited, Ben. Power Rangers. Oh, nice. I think you were busy. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's sound of metal. Is is held up for oh, a yeah. whole year. Oh. Everything I compare it against. Again, I, I probably do need to rewatch it because it has been a while. But I yeah I found it. a f- wicked film. Powerful, emotional, and just yeah. It just leaves you feeling something. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Good. No it worries. was
0: very very good. We got a pocket. Say. It, it was so. Amazing. But
1: yeah, so no, nine it, out of ten. It was good. It was good. Good. Uh, yeah, it was good. But that's about it. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, that's what's fun like ma- for me as well. Yeah. There's not much well, more to go we've got a podcast oh. on it, so we can, yes. we can go listen.
0: All, to, the, we? all our thoughts are on that podcast episode. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, my number three, and I'm pretty sure you boys probably got this higher, so we'll probably wait, uh, is Bo Burnham's Inside. Ooh, it only gets number three for you. Well, it's my number two. My number one well we have to wait wait, wait until Adam gets another one (laughs) okay Okay. so now it's Adam's number two it goes right back to your two Adam
2: okay sorry this is a film that Ben briefly mentioned and was going to talk about and I have been thinking about this honestly chopping and changing it the two of them which is going to be number one which is going to be number two is a film that has taken me completely by surprise I'm going to thank Ben gratefully for this because if he didn't mention it I would never have seen this film I saw the trailer for the film and I thought this film looks awful and ah. much to my detriment it was, I was so happy it wasn't and i keep thinking about this film and i absolutely adore it just because of how well like watching that film in the cinema was just an incredible experience it's so immersive it is so eerie it makes you feel so claustrophobic the score in the film is just i honestly think it's johnny greenwood's score man i know it might be one of the best scores on a film yeah I think I have seen in a very long time. Do, do you want to tell it's, the people what film this is? I'm by the way. building it up. Oh, you're building it still. Wow, this is a big build up. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like it. Um, yeah. Again, I mean, it's also if we were doing. I don't know if we we're doing our performances of the year. Are we doing performances of the year this year? Uh, could do. I we haven't thought about it. it. But could anyway, do. if it's not, this is she gets it for me, and it's maybe look at the actress in a whole different light. I actually watched a film the other day called "Well We Are the Rileys." Welcome to the Rileys, right. which has got James Gandolfini in it as well, and he takes her under his wing. And she plays a 16 year old stripper. And he's like, his daughter dies, and he kind of goes on this trip away. And he sees her, and he kind of makes her his own door. And it's quite. But anyway, the film is Spencer. And. Got her in the end. Yes. And I, I, next. I, move on to the I next <laughs> this film. And the thing is, as well, is everybody who I've seen this film thinks. It's like exactly the same. So you don't think anything of it, but you watch it. You go watch it, and it's just. This. Like horror film, it's like, that's like the best way, This thriller. It, it, is, it just, is a horror film, yeah. Everyone, there's, there is certain parts of the film that I don't like that lets it get down, and that's probably because of the overall subject of the film I don't really care about. But it's not, yeah, that's... It's the power of the film
1: that you could be be like, yeah. oh yeah, I don't really care about the royal family, I don't really care about Diana, I'm not that interested, but it's like, no, because... It, it's about almost, her yeah. but it's about anyone who could be in that sort of situation not yeah, literally like, that situation but trapped you could,
2: you could the the power of the film is is you could tell this story with somebody else in the same thing and feel the same way that it's not the story isn't good because it's Diana it's good because it's a fucking good story and good yes. film yes
1: and it, 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 it is like a horror film it is the shining I said it at the time it is it's the, mm-hmm. the shining set of Sandringham
2: yeah anyway I, I fantastic performance
1: Fantastic performance! Great score, great storytelling. Reasserts everything you probably think you already know, and then some. Yeah. And who's that guy? The British guy. What's his? What's he called? You know the guy who who's sort of, uh, he's always sort of following around. What's that guy's name? He's uh, in, he's in loads name? of British films. He's in, he was in Harry Potter and, a lot. Yes,
2: he's got like a piggy kind of face. It's not Rose. Yeah. Oh, what's that guy called? Um, what's Is, his name? We'll look at, uh, oh. Timothy, Timothy. Timothy Timothy Spall. Yes, yes. Timothy Spall. Yeah. Yes, Paul.
1: Very good, isn't it? Very, very good, isn't it? But yeah, Christmas shirt is, is the standout for sure. And I like the fact that they don't actually give a lot of attention to the other, uh, the Royal. royals. Even the Queen doesn't get really a looking. No. And then she then she does. At one point, the, the Queen gets like one sort of bit of dialogue.
2: She has a And moment what with she says her, is, is, is she? interesting.
1: It's like, hmm? what are you saying here? Yeah. But again, the other thing that works well for for Spencer is that up front they kind of say this is like a like a grim, a brother's grim fairy tale version yeah. of events that we assume happened. Mm.
0: I'm
1: yeah, great, 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 great. I think this only came out a couple of days ago. Fortunate enough to catch it at London Film Festival and absolutely blew my mind. Oh, yeah. It's okay. wonderful. It is Titan. Yes. I really do need.
2: Film. to get this in before the end of the year, but it's not. I don't think it's officially out yet, is it? It's yeah, boxing, like, day. Did it come out boxing Day. It came out Boxing mm-hmm. Day because it was originally a New Year's Day release, I think. But yeah. Well, it's
1: out there, and oh, what, yeah. uh, I can. Uh, I only recommend. Well, I can't recommend it because I don't know who's going to like it and This not. is completely subjective this film. The the reason that I liked it so much was because I interpreted what was happening a certain way and you could watch this film and not have the view that I had on it at all but I watched it and I viewed it as well this is quite clearly to me about this and in doing so everything that happened made sense because it is wild it, like visually it's crazy the th- things the characters do are crazy uh, the progression through the plot is jarring and strange and you're like well how has it gone from this what did that even mean why were we seeing this the the style it was just an an amazing fucking experience it was like the power of cinema because it was so glorious to watch it i was in awe of it because it was so fucking brave and challenging and controversial all the way through and i'm like i by the end of it my own feelings about certain subjects had been questioned and challenged and sort of uh blossomed I, I feel I feel like I evolved my understanding and uh, my uh, point of view on a certain way of life based on this film and it is to the filmmakers credit that that she she did it and uh, I can't wait to watch it again absolutely
2: fucking brilliant yeah I my housemates also been obsessed with this film he went to see it on Boxing Day like that was his thing but um, no, I'm gonna try I'm trying, yeah yeah I'm gonna try and see it I'm off the first week of January, so I'm gonna try and grab it. Then I'll be interested to see what
1: your, what your what take is on it. I know. I, uh, by the way, th- this and Bo Burnham and my t- number one are, are tens.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I, uh, yeah, and I think your number one is also the film I want to see next week because I think it comes yes, out next week. It, it will be yeah.
1: Okay. But Titan, I think for our international listeners, is is the one that you'll get to see because I don't think my number one will reach you guys. Whereas He's uh, Titan, not, I, looking will.
2: at the moment, uh, we'll talk about him. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. My number one. Yep.
3: What so is
0: this? I my don't know. One. You should know, know it is. You should know what it is. I should know. Should There's I? only one film that's
2: going to be my number one. Stop. Oh, 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 right, yes, okay. Yes, (laughs) Yes. of course it is. I always thought that was last year still for some reason. There's...
0: early this year. I I have two big loves in my life, other than the people in my life. Spider-Man. That is the DC universe and film. And when they come together, it is just the most beautiful bit of chemistry and it just makes me feel so good and it makes me so happy. And this film was the ultimate medicine for me it felt it was absolutely amazing and I was it felt so good that it was just this four-hour epic that just spanning such a long time I was and it feels like you're in that journey because you get sucked into this story and I just loved it in every single way well, it's just lovely. completely me it's completely me and I this is where it comes down to it. it's like what do you want from film right and at the at the heart of it you want an entertaining story right that's going entertain you and what better than the stories you love reading and that is any DC stories and that this is just the ultimate version of that for me and that's mm. why it just touches my heart so so much. You gave this. You
2: gave the original an eight out of ten, didn't you?
0: I get, I've. I put it lower now because it's. A, the more I think about it, the more it annoys me. It's like. Yeah, I think it's like a five or six now.
2: Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just because there was just always. Just the this, whole thing around that this film inspired, just me. in the Batman versus Superman. I couldn't remember what was the one that you loved and everyone hated. And That's no. Batman, Batman versus Superman. Superman. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Paul Spencer Ben said that so grudgingly. No, no. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah.
1: But, Um, uh... In love.
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm very glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm so glad you you enjoyed it. I can see why you would,
1: yeah. If it features my fucking best of the year, it's got to be right up there for you as well. Yes. Uh... Well, would you prefer it, Paul, if they didn't release as many, didn't release them as often, but did them higher quality?
3: They,
0: they don't
1: release them that much. No, they're DC films. Yeah, they don't. Oh, mate, there's a DC film every year.
0: Yeah, sometimes two a year.
1: Exactly, that's a that's lot. perfect amount. Okay, all right, yes. You know what I'm saying.
0: If anything, I'm like, oh God,
2: how long have I got to wait for that film? Yes, he's saying like every three years they release. Bond yeah, like film, every three, four, it?
1: like a Bond film. If they, if it was more like that, I don't care so about they were more of a, a Bond
2: film every year. No, no,
1: I'm, I'm saying if, if the DC films were more like, but now there's not going to be another one for it. So, so you get Zack Snyder's Justice League, and it's like mm. right, you ain't getting the Batman for another four years. I would much be very more, upset, but greater anticipation, and then they get a chance to stand by themselves because I think there's, there's, two to Marvel much worse, but that because there's so much at once, you don't get a chance to actually. Enjoy and really feel that film because already another one's coming on, and then it's like, right now we're onto this one now, and now this is the thing, and now we're onto this one now, and now this is the thing. It doesn't bother because me because I, I love
0: it because I love lapping it all up.
1: What was your highest DC from last year? Uh, what was last year? 2020? Birds uh, of Prey. Birds of Prey, yeah. But, have you, but do you think about that? Yeah. Tell me what you're thinking right now.
0: What do you mean? <laughs> He's thinking about the colour of Harlequin's square, whether it's yeah, green. Yeah, the or colour blue. of Harlequin's hair, whether it's green
1: or blue. Yeah. <laughs> I would, you know, it would be nice, don't you think? I, I th- I'm, I'm saying, I think this is what would be good, is that if they, if we got to a point where cinema, and this goes hand in hand with the whole big Scorsese uh, superhero movie dialogue that's been going on, take Scorsese out of it. If we could just get to a stage where these films still get made, but not with the frequency that they're made, because that because they're made so frequently. There's more chance of crappy ones being made because we just want to get a lot out of the gate. It's like let's let's flood the market because we know we're going to fill movie theaters with it. So if you then held it back, so you got more time to release the Joker's, the uh, the just, Justice League film, the upcoming Batman film, the Nolan films, you know, all of that spaced apart like that would hold much greater power if it was like this is the dc universe look how strong it is marvel can keep washing out all the pitiful stuff potentially and we look down the nose at marvel because potentially
0: for for outsiders yes but for me i was just gonna love it no matter what
1: yes yeah
0: it's like if someone gave you a craft beer but you only have one a year
1: <laughs> yeah no i know but but so, yeah <laughs> but like with craft beer i know what's, what's what, what i don't just like any craft beer i don't just like any film either Oh, no. I like DC. the idea
0: of the DC universe, but it doesn't mean I'm going to 100 like the film, and be on board with it.
1: Yeah, I just want I want better for DC. That's what I'm saying. I don't want DC to get muddied in with Marvel. That's what I'm saying because Marvel is terrible. I like DC. I'm not de- I like DC. I don't like Wonder Woman. But you're telling
0: I, it the wrong I, uh, person. I can't. I can't limit the amount
1: of films that are we've had out. this discussion four <laughs> times now. Yes, but Adam, we need to have the conversations. We are film podcast. <laughs> I was watching the trailer. I was watching the trailer for Souvenir Part Two yesterday, uh, before Licorice Pizza, right? Yeah. But there's a, I mean, it looks very pretentious. But Richard Ayoade pops up in the trailer, and I think he's, I don't know what he is, but he says, he says, uh, when you're analysing film, don't just tell me it was great, it was wonderful, you loved it. Tell me why it was great, why it was wonderful, why you loved it, and that's what i'm trying to do here adam
2: i know but you've had the same discussion about you're arguing about marvel now rather than about the i'm film. not
1: arguing i'm, I'm
2: uh, having a discussion let's move on then fine <laughs> should we talk about our justice league and when we all come together here yes yes and fight down the power and i yes. think this is probably the one film we can all agree on this year isn't it yes if bo burnham inside which is my number one which i know you, yeah and we've talked about, again, this film at great length. This is probably another film I used to sum up this year as well. Um, it feels like, again, we watched this film very early on, didn't we? It kind of came out, was it March time? I think it was May. I think it was May. It feels like it came out earlier than that. It's a film that I used to find this year. And yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic, isn't it? It's just a great body of work. And, you, and also, you can enjoy it in so many different ways. You can enjoy it as a film... It's really yeah. like it's like our to be honest. You can enjoy it as a podcast. You can join the video version of it. You can join it in little <laughs> snippets here and there when you want, just that little bit. Audio or video version of yes. Such uh,
0: a talented guy. Yeah. I get something I get something out of every single song. Yeah. I do
2: there's what'd you say was to be the weakest song if you I think the weakest song at the moment is probably the Jeff Bezos song it became popular and it kind of annoyed me from it, because there's a lot of people that just know that song and they don't actually know where it's from and they Mm -hmm. don't know what it is and all of this and that kind of i mean it's not a bad song great little
4: sting though
2: that little (laughs) yeah it's just annoying that it kind of got taken by tiktok and the internet and yeah they ran with it but okay yeah they're all pretty much great i
1: think the one there's there's one which i can't even really remember all that well the one it's not the one about sexting but that oh, one yeah. is it doesn't stick as much. Like it, yeah, that's kind that, of funny. Yeah. But but there's another one that's similar to that. I think it's where he's. What's the one where he's making himself out to be like a Calvin Klein model when he's posing all the way what, in the video? But I can't remember what the song is. What the lyrics are about? When he's
2: got the projector.
1: Yeah, well, he's got a fucking projector throughout most of it. What is that one where he's?
0: That is, that's why I can I can think of the sexting one. He's got
1: he's against the
0: projector. Yeah. Maybe it it's is that,
1: maybe it is that one. Uh So here's here's the songs in order. So content which is great. That intro one because he that does that projector off the disco ball which is yeah. a yeah. fucking brilliant idea yeah. and the song is good. Comedy that was good. FaceTime with my mum tonight. Brilliant. Yeah, phenomenal. How how the world works. Actually that's probably my least favorite because I like the sentiment but the song is annoying. I just like the end bit where he has to shut the puppet up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah white woman's instagram that's fucking fantastic yep unpaid intern that's not great but it's very short i don't remember that one though it's the jazzy jazzy one yeah bezos one 16 Uh, look who's inside again great problematic i know you like that one i I do like it i'm not i'm not as a fan of that uh 30 kind of fine that's when he's yeah now, t-
0: now I'm turning thirty. Oh no!
1: Here it is. This is the one that is my least favorite. Shit. Yeah, the one where he's DJ. How are you feeling out there tonight? I'm not feeling good. Oh, blah, blah Feeling yeah, like a bag yeah. of shit. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, but there's uh, anyway. The whole thing it is, is wonderful. Though.
4: Yeah. And it, it it's was hard to A
1: bad thing out of it, but yeah. It connects to the whole COVID locked up inside. Yeah, uh, such great commentary on anxiety and everything. Social yes. media
0: yeah. on the world. On the yes stupid people
1: yeah yeah people We're obsessed brilliant. with fame yes it yeah. is great it was uh transcendent it's a shame that it wasn't our number one for all of us this year but it's i kind of feel winners. funny uh, like it had to be included but it would have been like i mean it what does constitute a film that we can include on these lists you know it is a film how do we yeah. how do you define what a film it, it is a film it's not mm. a comedy special
2: no Yeah. Anyway, Anyway. yeah. As we've all agreed, and we've said many, many times throughout this all, congratulations.
1: Congratulations to all of them. Ben, to (laughs) round it up, my final one. You've heard me talk about it before. Number one film of the year, and it is made by one of our patrons, Philip Barantini, and it is Boiling Point with Stephen Graham, and the film. It works on the level of being brilliant cinematically, what it's doing with the filmmaking, but also with the story. So you join the film right at the beginning. Stephen Graham is just outside his restaurant. He's a chef, head chef. He's about to go into the restaurant and work a shift. And you follow him, single camera, one take, from the moment he enters that restaurant through to its crazy fucking climax. It's about 90 minutes, 100 minutes. How they orchestrated it is beyond me, But it is like, I mean, they do it in theatre, but in theatre, everything is stagey. They've got lots of people Mm -hmm. moving and changing sets behind the scenes. People come on and off for brief moments. But in this film, it's like, listen, if you had fucked it up in the last five minutes, you'd have had to redo the whole thing again. I don't know how many takes they went through. but They did one. No, no. But I mean, in order to how many times they went through Well Francis
2: told me about this. He said they did two takes. And they said it happened they filmed it on the day I mean if Phil's actually listening, he might really tell us differently. Well yes, he but, might be listening to Tell us. Um Francis said when he went to see it at the he went to see it at the Prince Charles part of the London Film Festival and there was a little they it happened the day before lockdown happened. And they all got to the thing and they were all like, Fuck, we don't know what's happening. I mean that stage when everyone was like if we don't get it today, we don't know. When we're going to get this film again, like, mm. so, like we we could get shut down today, we could get shut down tomorrow, whatever. They did one take in the morning and they did one take in the afternoon, and they used the take they did in the morning. Wow, well, uh, I'm going to go see it next week. It comes out. The only screenings I can see for at the moment are on the fifth of January.
1: Yeah, there won't be very many. I wouldn't uh, there's a couple of like, well,
2: like the on and stuff. So I'm going to go see it next Wednesday evening. It is out, I shall tell you, because... It comes out
1: on New Year's Day, I think, or whenever, but... Barantini himself said... Yeah. It will be released on the 7th of Jan in cinemas, and on digital, so you can watch it from home. You'd have to go to the cinema. Simultaneously. go release. watch it in the cinema. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. It's not, it's not necessarily a... Well, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. Go and see it in the cinema. But, brilliant, and um, all
4: What's about characters,
1: and very tense... And stressful and chaotic and anxiety
2: like I, I, can, I, I cannot wait to go see it.
1: And the, you, and the stress and the tension works because not only the environment, the working environment they're in and everything that starts happening, but because you are aware that it is one take and you're almost yeah. waiting to catch that one thing. You can see the thing. stress in the actual actors mm, as well. Yeah. And you don't want to be the one that fucks <laughs> it. But there isn't, there isn't a single thing that I could see that was like, ah, oh, you probably would have just done that bit differently because it just feels so real. Anyway, boiling point... Number one film of the year, Barantini baby. Can't wait Mm -hmm. to see that. And that's us. Right,
0: shall we see what Jamie's top film of 2021 is?
5: Please. Well, I've only actually seen 41 films from from this year, um, which is uh, approximately 10% of the total films I've watched. Um, there are still several that I do plan to see, um, but arguably not the strongest year um, viewing-wise for me, um, to the point where I actually um, only give two five-star reviews on Letterboxd. And thank the Lord for Letterboxd, I so really would really have struggled for this. Um, but um, I gave one five-star beginning of the year for Malcolm and Marie, and I suspect... On rewatch, that film will go down. Perhaps I was a little bit uh, uh, overexcited uh, at the beginning of the year, um, and I, m- I imagine that that would probably go down on rewatch. Um, but I have to w- wait all the way to the end of the year before um, I could uh, select my next uh, five rating film. Um, I actually had two in a row, um, I had a, a, another round, and then I had um, Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog. And it's between these two films. Um, I love them both. Um, of course, Another Round um, resonated very particularly with me as a 40-something teacher myself. Um, but I'm not on the verge of experimenting with drink just yet. Maybe give that a year or two. We'll see. Um, but no, I think I'm going to go for Jane Campion's The Power of the Dog. Um I uh, m- imagine this film won't be to everyone's taste but I I just love the slow bound dynamics the excellent uh, score and what built up t- uh, to becoming a truly memorable final act <clears throat> and I think this is a film that um I really look forward to rewatching um which is something arguably I can't say for many of the other 2021 films that I watched this year okay
0: I haven't seen a Power of the dog. I saw it,
5: and? and I didn't enjoy it. Oh,
1: <laughs> I so I, I saw it. I didn't enjoy it. But then I went up to uh, Jenny's mum's for Christmas Day, and we spoke about it. And she really loved it. And she said Ooh. some stuff that I hadn't thought about. And it's like,
2: yeah, I, I can see that. I, Paul, ben told you, me I wouldn't enjoy it, and I didn't enjoy it. So, well done, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it's very the it really few know, times yeah. he says you don't enjoy a film, and he's right. Yeah,
1: it was. It was. Yeah, I, I found it hard going. To be honest, it was too slow. That was yeah, interesting.
4: Do you have Julio? Let's have Julio. Even though I've watched so far uh, 204 movies <laughs> in 2021, out of those 204, only 34 are 2021 releases, according to Letterboxd. Uh, that's 16.7%. Anyway, even if I'd watch maybe 100 2021 releases, there's a good chance that my number one would still be the same, and that is Spider-Man No Way Home. I am so sorry, Ben. <laughs> It's just it's just a dream movie for a Spider-Man fan which I am. It is 100% not made for casual fans. So that's fine. I mean, I'm rating it for what it means to me not for what it means to the world. <laughs> uh, also, somebody has to represent the MCU uh, over there on Filmbuster Central. Sorry yeah thank
1: you uh, yes julio agreed what you said and <laughs> as i said earlier in the episode absolutely yeah f- exactly for sure i said <laughs> but julio i'll tell you something i fucking loved halloween kills but I, I i know that it isn't the perfect movie so i didn't give it a 10 you give no way home a bloody 10 do you <laughs> yes because i think yeah. it's
2: perfect <laughs>
1: no i'm saying to julio oh my god oh, no, he gives it a nine. we're gonna
2: have this conversation oh he five, gives it a nine julio five. gives it a nine yeah
1: Yes. Well, no, no. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, f- for you to to in- enjoy that stuff. Julio is a Marvel boy, and you're a DC boy. So you get your you get your spoils. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm very glad. But I'll tell you what, it ain't a fucking nine or a ten out of <laughs> anything. I never even watched them original Spider Mans.
0: Well, it definitely won't resonate with you at all.
1: No, exactly. I just know Willem Dafoe comes up. Mm. Willem. Oh. Well, thanks. And that was the end of 2021. That's it. D- thanks for sharing your thoughts thanks boys and thanks your number one Thanks for
2: this epic record I this will is be definitely adding our record, isn't it
1: P- it's possible possible it's yeah.
2: nearly four hours this is like <laughs> Justice League levels
1: we've gone on for a long time today and poor old <laughs> Paul's had COVID and he's uh, flagging, flagging by up. every second so I think we should just wrap this up and say peace Thanks, thanks first of all to us all yes. my year. fellow co-hosts for being such pleasures all year Thank and you. having nice conversations every other week to talk about films even when we argue, we don't really argue we're just having fun together, we like talking about films we just films. let Ben rant and then we just ignore him and also, a special thanks to Paul for editing every single one of these episodes all along, because once we get off me and Adam go off and do other stuff yeah. but it don't end there for Paul Paul I've then has to, to, to spend go for another, hours probably
0: 8 hours to edit this <laughs> exactly,
1: <laughs> to tidy it all up and so for that reason we got a little prize for him <laughs> and he'll find out soon. Price. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we've 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 created a covid cure. You oh, just it straight into your eyes and in about 10 minutes you're going to have no covid in your body. Oh, thank you.
1: And I'm looking forward to talking shit and talking film throughout 2022 with both of you boys again.
0: Hell yeah make it to the end with
1: a clean slate.
0: Yes, boy. Happy New Year everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And
1: ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And we'll see you, along with Jamie, for Robocop nineteen to begin the round of nineteen eighty-seven films. Hell yeah. See you all on the other side. Goodbye. It's